Hello and thank you for listening to episode 109 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave, this is the entertainment show for January 2018. And so of course, joining me once again to double dip your ears, it's Chris. Hello everybody. Oh, I'm so excited. Are you ready? Are you ready for some, for some dipping, mate? Oh, I am. I'm really excited, actually. I've, uh, joking aside, uh, an all sexual kind of uh, double entendres. Uh, I am. I've been looking forward to tonight because uh, we, we, well, we did our big Christmas show, didn't we? And uh, been looking forward to doing these more regularly and getting yeah. one out, ev- getting it out every month. <laughs> we don't have to. It was a bit rapid fire, wasn't it? That last one. It was long and quick, if that makes sense. Because, yeah, we couldn't really concentrate on too much, could we? No, no, you were very rapid. Ooh. You were just spurting your fucking, <laughs> your, your juicy recommendations all over my face. <laughs> I, I couldn't keep up. See, there was no getting out of the way of them. It was just like one after another. I know. Was, you know, they were just like, <laughs> all over me. Um very enjoyable though. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going to be a bit slower this time. Take my time. Oh good, mm-hmm. good, good. You've got to. I, I was exhausted last time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where to turn. <laughs> uh, anyway, how are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm I am fine. I'm sat here this evening with, as I turn it around, um, Sainsbury's own Dandelion and Burdock. Ooh. Mm. You. Pushing the boat out, you devil. Old school. Mm. <laughs> I, I do love uh, Dandelion and Burdock. Do you remember the, the Pop Man? Did you, did you ever used to have the Pop yeah, Man? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, yeah. Collecting uh, the tops and the bottles yeah. and, yeah, you get money back. Get your 10p deposit back or whatever yeah. it was. Um, yeah, uh, Corona, wasn't it, that we used to have? And um, yeah, Anyway, but, yeah, I do, and dandy, Dandelion and Burdock, um, Cream Soda. <gasps> oh. Trying to think, what were the other classic flavours that you don't tend to get many of these days? I don't know. Those, those are the two. Yeah. Definitely cream soda. Oh yeah, we've got some of that downstairs too. Oh, lovely. Oh, um, uh, bitter lemon as well was another one. Oh yeah, like cloudy lemonade, that kind of thing. <laughs> the classics, and then the uh, the old R White's advert. Oh, I, I'm a secret lemonade drinker. R <laughs> <laughs> White's. <laughs> oh, there was, there was a song that went with that where everybody changed the lyrics. Oh shit, and I can't think of it. If it comes to mind, I'll let you know. You will have to. It, I'm and sure it was something about farting as well. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and then there was um, Panda Pop as well when I was a kid, uh, and and the really cheap stuff like even you know we were slightly above this but if you if you didn't have any money at all like and you know that the, for the rough kids you'd have roller cola Ooh, vile that's yeah that was like the nasty yeah nasty stuff <laughs> that was like <laughs> engine coolant you know if, if your dad's car broke down just use that as well oh it's mm. awful stuff but funnily i did have some um cream soda uh a little while ago and it's it's just pure sugar, isn't there's like it's it's almost like you feel your teeth melting yeah, as you're having it. It's not as creamy, is it? No, there's definitely not a, a there's a you know the taste is different. I think to when we were kids. Did you ever have, have a soda machine? Uh, stro- what do you call them? Soda Stream. streamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, soda yeah. Stream, that's it. Um, yeah, we had one of those because the, the adverts looked really cool, you know, and you can make your own pop and everything. Uh, and but they never tasted. As good as you, ex- you they, like. they were bitter, weren't they? The ones yeah. we had were always just the bits of, ooh, set your teeth on edge bitter. 
remember changing the gas canister as well. And when it would get to the point where there was wasn't much fizz left in it, and it tastes fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what? But you still drink it because you got the you know the syrup. Yeah, you got to use it up. Shit. Ah, <laughs> oh. you can still That's get them I... though, can't you? You can still get the soda streams. Can you? Yeah, yeah I'm sure you can. Make them. There was um. Oh yeah, there was a famous firm. Soda stream maker. I've got to type this. It's all right. This is why I like talking to you, Dave, because you sort of like fuel my uh, my nostalgic. <laughs> um, and the old man sat in the corner. Oh, do you remember this? <laughs> do you remember when this were a thing? Soda stream maker. Oh, I've just put soda stream maker in. Rich bought up lots of different soda streams. Who the fuck was it? Oh God, nineties. Oh well, oh, it'll come to me anyway. Yeah. Um, Ah, oh, Soda Stream. Anyway, I'm not going to read out a whole fucking Wikipedia article because that'd be <laughs> that'd be really boring. Oh my god, there's loads on the fuckers. Anyway, um, but yes, I'm drinking a um, a coffee with Bailey's in it. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Do, do you like Bailey's? Uh, yeah, not as much as I used to. I've got to admit. Uh, mm. Yeah, for some reason it started giving me headaches. A lot of drinks started giving me headaches, really. Well, I suppose if you drink a bottle of it, then well, it will. Yeah, yeah, just stick a straw in it and then, oh, there's a headache when you get yes. near the end of the bottle. Yes, I do like a, a nice Bailey's coffee. Um, and, uh, yeah, but the thing is, you drink so much of it that you're up all fucking night, aren't you? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing that dry January thing again. Are you? Yeah, um... yeah, so I think it's the fourth year that I've done it, and... Um, I was doing it really, though, actually. I was doing it before it was a thing. I was doing it, like, in my 20s. Okay. And I remember I remember one year it went nine months without having anything alcoholic. Wow. Yeah, which sounds uh, good, but then when you add it up, when you think, like, the first time I went into a pub was when I was 15. So between being 15 and, like, now, the longest I've gone without, like, having anything alcoholic is nine months. It doesn't sound as good then, really. Mm -hmm. There's that Stoptober as well, isn't there? Um where you can, you can. Somebody at work, like going around looking for sponsors to stop them drinking for a month. Yeah. And I'm like, God, how, how much of a fucking alcoholic are you? If you have to, you know, you can't. It's a big <laughs> deal to sort of like stop drinking. And you have to get people to pay you to stop drinking. And I know the symbolism behind it is obviously different, but hmm. um, it's one of those things that because I, I don't drink very often believe it or not except when we podcast for, uh, so but so it kind of it's not really a big deal for me to stop uh, but then the longest I've ever gone without a drink is 12 months well wow, that's good um yes I'll tell a little story behind that it was because we went to uh, this is well this is everything involves Wayne um we went to a concert and it was the Lost Prophets and um anyway because we didn't get out very often, we were fucking binge drinking like crazy. And we were drinking Red Bull and vodka and everything. This was like at four in the afternoon. And by the time the concert rolled around, um, I remember getting there, but I don't remember getting thrown out of there. <laughs> and but apparently I got... I, I, somebody said, I said something to somebody and I didn't. I don't remember saying anything to anyone. But anyway, I got thrown out by the bouncers down the stairs and um, Kay, uh, Kay, Wayne passed out. And the next thing I remember was waking up in bed the next day. And I didn't realise that he'd spent the whole night in hospital. Um, oh, my that God. Nothing bad, had, nothing bad had happened to him. Um, 
but he just passed out from drinking so much alcohol. So that kind of prompted me to stop drinking for a year. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in hindsight, I didn't, I don't, um, I'm not upset that I missed the concert because as it turned out, the lead singer of the Lost Prophets was a raging fucking pedo. Um, <laughs> so you heard about all that bollocks. Yeah, you? of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was his name? Ian somebody or other oh that was fucking terrible all that stuff that came oh, out after awful. that yeah it was really bad so uh but yeah uh, so in some ways I, i'm kind of glad that i didn't get to see them live in concert so uh but there you go <laughs> what a better night doing that that's for sure yeah so uh yes that, that kind of that was a few years ago oh no so but yeah, that's the thing with me i've, I've always been more of a binge drinker than uh, you know what i mean I, i've kind of i don't drink all the time but when i do i like go for it yeah you know yeah what's that I, saying I, I, when oh what is it one's one's too many but a hundred isn't enough something like that isn't it where well you know if i'm gonna have a drink it's you know you've got to go to the extreme mm. Mm. oh god that's the one thing about bailey's coffee i've just got a mouthful of skin oh oh i hate oh. that i hate <laughs> that it's like oh. you only have like proper milky coffee and that oh <laughs> no Oh, that that would just oh, that make me gag. Oh, and it just hung off my lip as well. <laughs> Fucking hell! It's all right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure pe- people are here for the the wit the witty repartee of banter. <laughs> also, the movies and the TV recommendations yes, and all that good stuff. Which we which we have got some. We did have actually. We had some feedback, didn't we? Um, oh. Yes. Well, you did actually. Do you want to tell everybody about the feedback? And it's you know it's fair and valid and good feedback as well. Yes. So this is from uh, Mister. Let me get the message up. God, you've you've surprised me with that, didn't you? Oh yeah. Like surprising me, dirty boy. <laughs> um, hang on one second. So uh, it is from uh, Mister uh, Tone Capone or at Tony underscore Hall, uh, who got in touch, uh, who said he's just finished the November-December entertainment show, and uh, he would like us to go forward to actually name the places as of where we watched the, you know, the things that we've watched or whatever we've, we talk about, uh, just to help point him in the right direction, and others, I'm sure. Um, so I, I sent him a nice message back saying, thank you very much. How dare you criticise us, you bastard. <laughs> Don't ever listen again. <laughs> Darken our doors with your fucking criticism. Yeah. Uh, and then you blocked him and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And um, then I sent a hitman round to watch him, you know, when he's not looking. Uh, but no, no, so thank you for that. And thank you very much for listening. So, yeah, and now game birds do that, don't they? Uh, they started doing it a little while ago. So whenever they're talking about games, they'll sort of like name the game at the start of the whatever it is they're talking about and then at the very end they'll say so that was blah 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 yeah. which yeah i like that so yeah. yes and particularly with your rapid fire um expulsions last time <laughs> yeah. it's hard, i suppose it was hard to keep up wasn't it so oh yeah yeah very difficult for that but, but like, uh, yeah like i said today's slower and, and easier so I'll, you know everybody can keep up and i've got yeah. i've even written down you know what i watch them on or with or whatever if i say nothing no um let's just say there's ways of watching them and i'm sure everybody knows what we mean by that mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise i'll say if it's netflix or amazon or blu-ray or whatever or tv yeah, yeah. or tv yeah yeah 
uh, yes, because there is such a thing as watching TV these days. I know it's it's going out of fashion, but <laughs> it does happen occasionally. Yeah. Well, I have got I have got one BBC thing when we get to the TV section, so mm. Mm, which is a first, I think. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Um, where should we start? Where should we start? Then? Oh, as always, we normally start with video games, don't we? Uh, <coughs> we, I, do, we do. I haven't completed anything, so <laughs> I've got nothing there. Uh, apart from I've got a Switch now. That's like <gasps> the, the, the video game news from me, I suppose. Um, oh, tell us all about it. Oh, it's it's a sexy little thing, isn't it? It is. That's it's lovely. Hell, yeah. It's, it's really good. I took advantage of um, a discount I got through work, so... I used this discount, and then I also because I got it from Argos. Then I also used the you know why we can you can get it from Argos and you can pay like in a year. So I got money off stuff, and mm -hmm. and I don't have to pay anything for twelve months. So Ooh, yeah, lovely. yeah. I'm I'm kidding myself that I've got a free switch at the moment with some games. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to ignore the fact that I've got to pay for it all in a year's time. But yeah, it's really good. Um, I mean, it's old news now. Bloody hell, it's been out. Was it a year? Has it been out a year now? Um, next oh, month or the month to. after, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it amazed me about that whole, you know, from when you put it in the dock and you're playing it on the TV. I've used this a few times. Yeah, I've been playing on the TV, and then you know, like Tina's come in, something happened, and I've gone in, you know, to the kitchen or upstairs, and you just lift it up and you carry on playing. It's like bloody hell, this is pretty good. <laughs> um, took it to my son, went and drove in the car, saw him, and then we were playing it with the Joy Cons. We got a Joy Con each. And we were playing Mario Kart in the car. And just, yeah, it's just the way that it can be used. It's so portable and it's really good. And the graphics is really good, a lot better than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, I think it's a cracking system. You know, they've they've really knocked it out of the park after they had that dip with the Wii U that, you know, didn't sell too well, did it, with Nintendo. But, mm -hmm. mm, yeah, they've, they've hit all the right buttons with this one. And it's your first Nintendo console for a while, I think, isn't it? Yeah, didn't have the Wii U. Had the Wii very, very briefly. Uh, the last one that I had for a substantial amount of time was the GameCube. Oh, right, yeah. Right. So that's going back a little bit. Mm. Uh, 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah. Early 2000s. Yeah, because so. that was the first... Because my son was born in 2000, and it was like the first console that he played on. Wow. Mm. It is. It's a cracking little console, I have to say. I mean, I'm still kind of playing through Zelda, and um, May is going to be a good time for me because uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze comes out, uh, which was on the Wii U, but I never had it. But by all accounts, it's a very good game. Uh, and also Dark Souls comes out on the on the Switch. So expect me to say in You're June you. that I've smashed my console. <laughs> There's um, no way I'm getting that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've completed it once. I, I did play it through on the PS3. It's one of those games that I, I became quite obsessed with and um, to a point where I, I had the original PS3 and I was probably about three quarters of the way through the game and it just died on me. The, oh, no. the actual console died on me. And I, I thought, I can't not finish the game. And... Um, I don't want to start it on anything else. So I actually went out and bought a new PS3 just so I could finish this fucking game. So that, that's the power of Dark Souls for you. <laughs> I couldn't uh, no, I couldn't do it. I've, uh, I've been uh, next to my son playing it and it's just like, there's no way I could do that. It just kicked my ass. I get so pissed off with it that I don't think I've got the patience for it just to like die, go back, die. 
But then saying that, you played Rogue Le- Legacy, like, to, you know... Oh, uh, I rinsed that um, one out, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And that, that's basically kind of the same. I know it's shorter bursts and stuff, but you, you're dying, repeating, dying, repeating, yeah, you true. know, slowly yeah. building up your character, so... But I think sometimes people see these games as a bit more... They are inaccessible to a certain degree because they don't tell you a great deal. And it is just like being smashed in the bollocks by a fucking, you know, hammer Mm. constantly, you know. So, but they are good games. So I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like on the Switch. And uh, so, yeah, May's going to be a good... uh, Sorry, yeah, May is going to be a good month for me. Nice. So I've got a game. Oh, come on. And you bastard. You and bloody... Kevin Toms, <laughs> they're responsible for me losing a lot of sleep lately, I have to say, you fuckers. <laughs> um, so, um, for, we interviewed Kevin Toms, um, coming up to two weeks ago now, and he's uh, he, responsible for Football Manager in 1982 on the Spectrum, amongst other uh, computers. And his, his new game, Football um, Football Star Manager, is that, that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Tom's football star manager. So after interviewing him, I hadn't played the game, but he was, we had a great chat. So please check that out on the website. And it kind of, it, talking to him and you, convinced me to go out and spend £3.59 on the Android version of this game. And I thought, I'll check it out. In some ways, it's like, it's a bit of a nice gesture for Kevin because, like, we we you know he took time out to talk to us, so I'll buy his game. And if I don't like it, it's three pound fifty nine. Do you know what I mean? It's mm, not yeah. the, the end of the world. So anyway, that night um, after we'd spoken to him, I went to bed at ten o'clock, and I didn't finish playing it until one thirty in the morning. <laughs> uh, and there have been many nights like that, you fuckers. <laughs> so I'm waking up in the morning going, oh, last, last night, in fact, I didn't get to bed till one in the morning. I thought, I'll just have one game. Oh, I'll just have deadly. just one more go. And so I'm not going to go into the whole sort of like, you know, game aspects of it. Because like I said, we had, we had an interview with him. And also I wrote a little review on the back of it, which yeah. I didn't expect to do. Um, so that's on the website. But honestly... It is like crack. It is so addictive. Not that I'd know what crack's like, but you know what I mean? I can imagine. And it it's one of those that there's no, like, it's not complicated. It's very accessible. There's the highlights for the matches. It's fantastic. Last night, because Lucy wouldn't sleep, so I, I thought, well, she can, and she was looking to see what I was doing. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll show her and, and yeah. you know. I'll see what she thinks. She'll probably get bored in two seconds. She was there picking the fucking teams and winning. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm playing on level five, you know, so I've been doing that for a little while. And I was just explaining to her, because this is how simple the game is. Like I explained it to a five-year-old. I said, look, five, five is the highest number for skill. So you're looking for, you're looking for a five, but then you're looking for, for a 20 for the fitness. Yeah. Okay. And then if it's like, so if it's a five and a 20, then that's brilliant. But if it's lower, than a 20 then you've got to be careful Hmm. and she was picking the teams and i'm not you know after i'd just kind of shown what to do she was she got it it's that simple and then with the highlight system where again it's like simple graphics very very simple little stick men almost and it just shows you when there's an attack and you know whether somebody scores or doesn't score and I was doing the commentary with her, you know, so I was going, oh, and he's running down the, the wing and he scores, you know. And she was laughing at me because she was like, Daddy, will you talk funny like that again? <laughs> <laughs> so 
that's how simple the game is. And I'm finding myself, you know, because you're picking the team, obviously. I'm, I, like I said, I'm not a massive football manager game simulation game they bore me to be quite honest with you like the, the sort of like you know the more in-depth ones yeah and uh but it, it, you do find getting into it what formation am i going to play based yeah. on how uh fit your players are and what players you've got available to pick because some of them are injured yeah. so it's like do i go with a three five two or do i go for a four three three to to make my attack That's stronger it. and the opposition as well i always like study the opposition and sometimes you'll think well, their midfields only like total of nine, so and you know I might have say a midfield of eighteen. I think well I could lose a midfielder there and still be better in me midfield than them, and and pick like a defender instead because my defence is weak compared to their attack. Yeah. So I'm like swapping my team around with that as well. So you're always just like sort of jigging it around. It's very it sort of nuanced, isn't it? You know, yeah. it, it's simple, but there's a lot of depth to it. Yeah, and I felt, and again, like you said you can make your own stories up with the game. So, oh, yeah. um, I, I start. You start off in the the fourth division, and then I, you, you make your way up. I've been promoted now over the period of I don't know how many seasons I've, I've played it. Probably about six, six or seven. So I've won the cup now, and I've um, won the first division, and I've I've kind of risen through the ranks. But anyway, I kind of came to a point where I was in the second division, and I think I was, I, I had three seasons in the second division, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to make up a little storyline here that we've had some Arab cash injection. <laughs> and so I went out and I borrowed £50 million from the bank. Uh, and um, I went out and I bought loads of five-star fucking players, didn't oh. I? And so now my team is kind of like, it's really good. It's a young team because it was like, it was getting old, uh, you know, as I've, as it's kind of, as I said, gone through the, the, the seasons and stuff like that. So I've got a nice... A nice amount of t players to pick from because you don't want too many because obviously your wage bill goes yeah, up exactly, as well. Yeah, That's something else. But I'm at a point now, like I said, it paid off. My gamble paid off because I got promoted. I won the cup and I've won the the, the league title. Nice. And, and I've paid, but now I've paid off my loan as well. So oh, I don't owe any money. Hell. And I'm self-sustainable, and I've got like 30 million quid in the bank because, like I said, I've been managing my transfers well. I've been sell selling my, my older players, and I've been getting a, like a bit of money for them. <laughs> and I've also, because um, like you get 10 million for, like I said, winning the cup, and I think you get you get quite a bit of money for winning the league in the yeah, Premier League. Yeah, you do. As you go through each league, you just win more. Obviously, you know the the prizes are higher, aren't they? The further up you go. But it's so good. It really is. And uh, for £3.59, like I said, on Android, it's a steal. It's such good fun. And uh, so thank you, Kevin, and you, Dave. Um, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I have to say, I really didn't. And like I said, it inspired me to go out and write that little review. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, and it's one of those, I think we said it before, when, when you've got it in you and it just kind of – I wrote that in like – an hour it just flew through me because i was just I, I was so enthusiastic about it i just went yeah you can and tell I in the review you know that you're passionate about it as well it comes through in the review yeah so there you go that's kevin tom's um football star manager available on uh ios android um kindle fire i think he said mm -hmm. and uh what else windows, windows. But it's a perfect phone game for me. I can't imagine necessarily sitting at the PC playing it, you know. Yeah, it's perfect for the phone, mate, isn't it? Well, saying that, it's perfect, but I expect to lose a bit of sleep because don't <laughs> don't take it to bed with you. That's my only advice. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. Um, right. 
video game stuff then it's done yes let's let's go on to a bit of telly then let's go on to oh, television yeah. um i've got three tv things this episode. i've got two. Ooh, bloody hell and um i'll start off with one then um oh let's go let's go with that bbc one that i mentioned then so i think it's still available on bbc iplayer but if it is it won't be for long um but it is if it's I know it's coming out on DVD as well, if it isn't out already on DVD. Mm. I didn't check before we recorded. Uh, it was on at Christmas time over here in the UK, obviously, uh, but we didn't get to watch it until a few weeks ago, and it's called A Christmas Carol Goes Wrong. Okay. So it's the story of A Christmas Carol. Everybody knows the story of A Christmas Carol, but it's that as though, and it's this amateur dramatic group that act it out and they're shit. They're so shit, and everything's going wrong. And the, there's one guy that can't remember his lines, so his lines are written on everything. There's all uh, the internal like love affairs going on, and love hate relationships, and this, that, and the other. But it's just so stupid. Now, if I just click, because I noticed on IMDb, it's listed as a sorry, not listed, rated as a six point seven. There's one user review. And it's two stars with a heading of why. <laughs> and so they say the one, and it's Tony Carr. So I imagine Tony Carr writing this. We started to watch this because of Diana Rigg and Derek Jacobi. We managed 15 minutes. Completely unfunny. Terrible canned laughter. You could see the joke, for want of a better word, coming 10 minutes before it arrived. Complete waste of time. Ooh. I, oh, actually, there's been some more. There's four other user reviews. Bloody hell. One star. One Oof. star. One or to garbage. A time to call it a day. Holy shit. You know, me and Tina were pissing ourselves laughing at this. <laughs> because it is like, it's stupid humour. You know what I mean? There's nothing sophisticated about it whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it's really stupid humour. It's like a little bit, a tiny little a pinch of Blackadder 2 with um, throwing a sprinkling of, like, the young ones and bottom and filthy rich and cat flap, that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah, but with a bit more sort of um, British theatrical farce in it as well. Oh, look, it's the vicar. Oh, my trousers have fallen down. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we were howling at it, and it was so successful. Apparently, they're going to do another one this Christmas, but it's going to be another play, Christmas-related mm. one. Well worth checking out i mean i'd love to hear what you know you think of it because it's obviously it's, it's given from reading these reviews on imdb mate it's given like extreme reactions one way or the other mm. i was like you know i'd get it on dvd and watch it again it would be one of those on the christmas list you know to watch it in the run-up to christmas or at christmas it's one of those things yeah i'd watch that and assured of a laugh okay yeah. is it just a one-off it was a, a one series not a series no i think it was like about an hour tops it wasn't you know it wasn't very long okay I, I can see here on the it's still on the iPlayer for four more days um, which is, is not much help for anybody else but I'll, I'll, I will <laughs> check this out um, but it is coming oh, out it, it is coming out on DVD as well so you can oh, nice. you can buy it so I mean based on the programs that you've just described I mean I love oh, I love bottom and the young ones particularly oh, yeah. so if um, you like stupid humor. I think you're not going to go far wrong with this because it is just completely ridiculous and over the top. And yeah, whether we watched it at just the right time, I don't know, but we were just in hysterics watching it. 
I tell you what, old Diana Rigg, she's had um, a, a nice resurgence with her career, hasn't she? I mean, oh, she yeah. was in, in Game of Thrones recently as well, and she's in this. And, uh, you know, she seems to be getting around a bit, doesn't she? Oh, I, yeah. She, what else has she been in? Vic- Victoria, she's been in that um, on ITV. My wife likes that. She, she was in The Detectorists, which uh, Tina wrote a review of, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, blimey, yeah, she's... Uh, yeah, the Avengers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Back in day. Oh, wow, yeah, she was all right in that as well, wasn't she? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on then, over to you. Let's play Let's play TV tennis. Oh, go on then. Oh. Um, well, okay, my uh, TV, sort of like one of my, our highlights that we've been watching recently is Lethal Weapons back on ITV. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mentioned this some time ago, and um, I really like it. I know it's one of those things. Okay, little preview. My next video game review is Lethal Weapon, the video game. Nice. So in, in that, I mean, I, I kind of talk about the actual films and the TV series. And I, I can understand why people might, might not like it, because if they like the... T- uh, Tina doesn't like it, I don't think. But if you liked the uh, the movies, you might see it as a bit of a... It cheapens the movies a little bit. But the thing for me is that I love the original Lethal Weapon. I love Lethal Weapon 2. But then Lethal Weapon 3 and 4, you can kind of see there's more comedy that starts to come in it. And they kind of they lose the the edge that made them, you know, really good thrillers in the first place from my point of view. So it's almost like this TV series has kind of carried on from from there, if you like, Hmm. in as much as the, the, you know, the. They've got a good relationship between the the character, the, the actors that play Murtar and Riggs, uh, Clayne Crawford, who plays uh, Riggs, who I really like. I have to say, he does the sort of like the the crazy shtick, but he also does uh, and and like the comedy stuff. But he also does like kind of like some nice heartfelt moments with him as well. I think he's he's actually really good in this. Uh, and he's, I think I said before, he's kind of one of these actors that's quite rugged looking, you know. And so he's although he's not like a kind of a tom cruise or a i'm trying to think oh brad pitt kind of like classic good looking kind of mm. actor he is quite charismatic you know um and damon wayans who i i always think is great you know i always I remember i'm gonna get you sucker whenever it oh god yeah think of him so um it's good i've, I've watched that there's two episodes um that i've watched uh, the third one's on tonight so friday nights um 10 p.m. I think it is, yeah. uh, but anyway, it's it's on catch up and whatever. But it's on ITV. Okay. Um, second series, I really like it. You know, it's stupid, it's flashy, it's you know every every episode ends up with a shootout or a, a car chase or you know something being blown up, whatever. But it also has that tiny little bit of extra because there's you know you actually really like the characters and the thing is i used to watch you know we'd watch stuff like miami vice or uh, the equalizer or uh night rider and you know some of these old classic kind of tv shows and they'd always have a car chase in them so i'm just thinking well it just because it's 2018 doesn't mean it has to be high fucking art i can still enjoy <laughs> a, a 45 minute tv series which has got good looking people in a bit of comedy and a bit of action yeah. you know what i mean there's nothing wrong with that so yeah i really like it um and i think howard who uh, listens to the show old welsh benno um he likes it as well it's a guilty pleasure I, 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 but i don't feel guilty about it so there you go yeah, I'm going to have to go back to it. I think I watched two episodes of Series 1 and really enjoyed it. 
and then you know like me dropped off even though i really enjoyed it so i might have to go back to that yeah, yeah. i know you're not a tv person but it's uh it it is fun and Kay likes it too so it's one of those things that when i think when i find something that we both like kind of latch onto it so mm. we can both sit down and watch it because there's not much that we have in common when it comes to tv and movies yeah. you know so oh that's good there you go. I'll bat it back over to Ooh, you. Oh, right. Well, I will try to return it with uh, a series, six-part series. Each episode's only like about 22, 23 minutes. You can zip through them really easily. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's called Le Mans. Oh. Or to give it its full title, Le Mans, Racing is Everything. You have to say it in a French accent. You have to say it because it's in Le Mans. You could even say ho hi ho afterwards if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a documentary series. Like I say, six parts, 20-odd minutes uh, an episode, and it follows the 2015 uh, Le Mans race, the 24-hour race. Now, I, I like cars anyway. You know, the petrol head is the term. You know, I love, like, as far as programmes go, with Top Gear and, you know, the Grand Tour now and stuff like that. I've loved driving since, you know, I could drive. Uh, and this, it's so interesting. It sets loads of stuff up because it's happening over 24 hours and the teams that enter, some teams enter two cars. There's, there's one or two that's entered three cars. Um, the way that they've structured it with the editing, you're always rooting for different people. Like, And, and there's always stuff going on. Obviously, there's the crashes. You know what I mean? People that watch any sort of motorsport, yeah, there's always the crashes. There's, and there's, what, there's one particular crash in it that is... You're just going like, holy fuck, when you see it. Uh, and they do play it a few times because it is very spectacular. Uh, but there's this one, like, for example, there's this one young lad. And I remember PlayStation doing it. They set up this uh, like competition on Gran Turismo. And the winner of it got to race a proper racing car. Well, mm-hmm. he's been signed up. I think I can forget now which team it is that's, that's signed him up. So he's there along with, you know, like professional professional drivers long-term professional drivers like mark weber for example um and it's just it's just the tension of each episode it leaves it on a cliffhanger with things happening cars breaking down accidents happening uh squabbles going on it's and because it's only six episodes and, and really short episodes if you're into cars and or you like racing and i think it's one of them even if you haven't really got sort of a particular big interest in motorsport the, it's it's like a little mini soap opera the way that it's all put together even though it's real life I, w- I was like hooked to it I just did it in like two sessions I just did you know three episodes is an hour so just two one hour sessions and you're done wow mm, it's good so that's uh, Le Mans on Amazon Le Prime Mans. very nice mm. was there a, a, a film documentary that ca- oh, there was a film out. wasn't there Steve McQueen yeah, no, but um, 2016, it looks like Le Mans 3D. Le Mans 3D. <laughs> um, that, um, that's got a picture of Mark Webber on the cover, so I don't know if that's connected Ooh. to the TV series. Oh, I don't know. Mm. So I hope they do another one, because um, it was good. It was good. I will, I'm will. i just going to have to say, it because I'm reaching for my drink. I, don't, I think I've said this before, that I don't often have fizzy but I found, because this is my second can of dandelion and burdock since we bought it, that this makes me belch like, you know, a professional belcher. Like so buggery. I do apologise. Yeah, I do apologise. You know, you, you, well, you will hear me sipping it. But if I get a sudden belchy attack, um, yeah, you will know about it. Sorry. 
<laughs> I do apologise. That's all right. Well, it's no worse than me with the Copperberg last one. Uh, I listened back to it and thinking, fucking hell, I'm burping like an idiot. <laughs> I do like a good burp, though. Can, oh, yeah. can, you, bur- can you burp on, never. on de- nope. demand? Never been able to do that. Uh, there you go. Oh, well done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've, I've been out. I can't fart. I'd love to be able to fart on demand, but, oh, but Mr. burping Methane. on demand. Yeah, I love a good burp. Yeah, clears you out a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, except when they smell, and that's not funny. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right, shall I? Shall I take over? Yes, go on. It's gone over the I, net to you, mate. I'll take the bat on. Um, right up it. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Um, I, last night I was lying in bed. Now stay with me where where this oh, is going. Uh, next to my wife and um, playing football the, manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought. Well, it, it was sort of half past ten, and I thought uh, it's too late to watch a film. Um, I'm running low on battery on the iPad, so I, 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 what else can I go with? So I'll, I'll try a TV series. Um, but again, it's one of those. I didn't want to get stuck into something like a series series because. You know, I just wanted to see if there was a one-off thing that I could watch. So anyway, the new Black Mirror started. Oh, yes. uh, Just before Christmas, uh, just after Christmas, I should say, uh, on the 29th of December. Now, I watched the first series of Black Mirror um, when it was on Channel 4, the the infamous um, Prime Minister pig fucking episode. Uh, And then the the other episode, which they're all kind of, it's all Charlie Brooker, uh, who people will know now, but I, I mean, I've sort of, known of charlie brooker for a while i used to read his articles on the guardian website very um acerbic kind of you know very um clever person Hmm. i have to say very you know sort of it seems to have a way of uh, dissecting popular culture and um you know things that are happening so i used to like uh, reading his his um his articles on a Monday and then he did like the news wipe and the screen wipe and on one occasion he did a games wipe because he loves video games as well you know um but he didn't do um, a news wipe this year did he which was a shame he didn't, I did, no. yeah which is kind of like you know his review of the the year um so anyway I thought I'll stick a, a, a black mirror on I missed out on um series three uh and part of series four uh, sorry series two because uh I, I don't know i just kind of i dropped off a little bit i didn't i never watched the christmas special yeah. i think one of my favorite ones of series two have you seen all of these by the way oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's what this was my third tv thing so this ah, is great. nice yeah. okay so my second the second series there's a one where it's kind of they're all kind of roughly well not all but there's a lot of them which are kind of set just just slightly into the future yeah yeah uh, and um so they've got that science fiction element to them, which is great. I love that. Um, so, but the second, um, I think, it was, I think it's the second episode of the first series. There's a, there's one where they're all kind of these people are locked in, um, like this kind of displacement, and and they have to earn credits, and they have to sort of do it by doing mundane things like riding an exercise bike for 24 hours or whatever, you know, and they earn credits, and there's a chance that they can escape by uh, going to this um, popularity contest, this kind of, you know, like the X Factor kind of thing, and they get chosen as to whether or not they get through, and it was so 
fucked up <laughs> uh, for lack of better words the, the way it happened and I, it's, like, it's one of those things that I'm going to say now I've watched, I've watched two episodes now of series four uh, of Black Mirror and it's but that's as much as I can say I, you, it's what you can't talk about it because you don't want to spoil it for people yeah that's and what right it, yeah what it reminds me of is I used to love Tales of, of the Unexpected when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Classic. I used to love watching that with my mom. And more recently, well, a few years ago, I watched the first series of The Twilight Zone, the old uh, black and white series with yeah. Rod Serling. Yeah. Loved that. And, and then, in like, you know, kind of the 80s, they did the TV series of the... Um, the Twilight Zone, you know, and then the movie. And uh, it's kind of like that, you know, they're all self-contained stories. I've got to say, the first episode of Series 4, the USS Callister, is fucking awesome. I, I, <laughs> I just, it was so good. I'd, I'd, see, I'd seen the poster for it and kind of ex- expected one thing and came away with something totally different. Yeah. It was such a good episode. It felt like it was a film almost. I mean, I don't know, how long was it? Because it, I kind of lost track. I got so into they're it that all, I lost track. Yeah, they're all about an hour. They vary, actually. I think the shortest one is oh, just under 50 minutes and then mm-hmm. maybe about an hour 10. They the all range around there. An, an hour, give or take, about 10 minutes either way. Yes, I thought this was on for like an hour and a half. It kind mm. of... But, but, uh, an hour and 16 minutes, there you go. But then um, it's it's so good. It really is that first episode because it's kind of like, you know, a homage to everything Star Trek, but with Charlie Brooker's twist on it. Yeah. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Such a really cool episode. Uh, such a great twist on 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 all of that kind of stuff. And then I watched the second episode before we started recording. Um, and that was called Archangel. And again, I don't want to say hardly anything really except it kind of asks the questions of you know how far would you go to protect your child you know um and and that's as far as that's as much as i'm going to say so i'm really looking forward to diving into the rest of series four but also going back to series three yeah i think the series is the best one personally i think it's the best series yeah i really do i think every every episode i mean i don't think i'm trying to think now I can't recall there ever being a shit episode throughout all the series, but this series particularly stood out as each one being like home run every time. It's really good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, another great series. So, um, yeah, well done, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that um, this second episode, Archangel, uh, was directed by Jodie Foster. Yeah, he's got some big names involved now. Everybody wants to direct him or be in him. It's like yeah. a big thing now. So I think at this point, a lot of people have heard of Charlie Brooker, um, you know. So uh, he used to work in CEX, apparently, years and years and years ago. Oh, yes. Well, I remember so, him from, um, I can't remember, I remember reading the stuff that he did and really enjoying it. And it was either in PC Zone or PC Format years ago. We're talking, must be like early 90s. Yeah when I was reading those and he was always the best writer in there you know it was yeah. always really funny and just sharp his writing you know even back then yeah he's a great writer as I say I really used to enjoy reading his articles so uh, it's great that he's found success with this um, and they're just so well made and so well produced you know what i mean for like essentially like i suppose a tv show that uss callister could have been a film oh, you yeah. know it just such so well made and well directed um 
so yes looking for I mean, I, it's one of those and you know i said earlier on about sort of like i uh, know it'll be something like Kay and I can latch on to yeah. she wouldn't like this because it's too dark it's too it's too twisted um, <laughs> mm. to sort of like she, she yeah no I'm not going to say I was going to have a little bit of a spoiler then for the second but she'd be sort of um, you know she likes to have a blinkered view of the world and the good thing know. about them though is they all I mean hence the title Black Mirror they all do like hold a mirror up to society now there's always like bits of truth to what's going on and he sort of stretches it a little bit doesn't he be it you know things to do with technology social media or anything like that yeah and then they and then they then he puts his particular twist on it as well which is yeah. always good and you know you don't know what the twist is going to be or when it's going to happen or oh yeah you've got some good viewing in front of you mate with these oh brilliant yeah there was an episode i think it was the in the first, again what the first series where the it was a jealous husband and he he could see his wife and uh, through memories and things like that mm-hmm. and it was like yeah just really fantastic you know like you said kind of just makes you look at a lot of the, what's going on in the world really yeah. but just think mate uh, going back to your uh, CEX story from last episode you may well have inspired the next Charlie Brooker because the bloke or woman who was working at the sex or the CEX shop that you went into when you had your cheesy farts <laughs> probably thought fuck this for a game of soldiers and handed in their notice there and then <laughs> and go I'm going to do something I can't work in a shop that's full yeah. of stinky BO geek fuckers <laughs> but also cheesy fucking lingering farts <laughs> that taste yeah. terrible if there's a TV show or film in a few years from now <laughs> it revolves around a really horrendous fart in a shop it could well be me yeah, there you go. Yeah. I want that so. part, though. I claim that part now. <laughs> <laughs> they could even write a story about it, couldn't they? Like a killer farty gas. <laughs> or if, if uh, here's one for you, Charlie. How about if all of a sudden our farts, like, turned into lethal, like, kind of gas explosions yeah. that would kill people if you did one? You know, that would be a good episode. What if they were visible? <laughs> visible farts as well oh yes everybody could see that you know when you were farting it was like this green gas or something came out i've seen some videos of uh, stuff like that apparently like i don't know how they film it whether it's like an, an infrared camera or some kind of camera where it's it's almost like you can see the gas coming out of people's asses it's fascinating and hilarious at the same time <laughs> oh the joy of farts oh, i love it mm. Um, that's it then. That's the TV, isn't it? Nice. That's some good TV. We mentioned. Did we mention Black Mirror? That's on Netflix. That's on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Lethal Weapon is on ITV. Yeah. And Le Mans. Le Mans is oh, on. Oh, oh. Is on Amazon. Um, yeah. And then a Christmas Carol gone wrong. BBC. I play it. Wow. Four days as of recording, but watch out for it on DVD. And I'm guessing it would. Be, you know, it will be in the other places that are on the internet. Yeah. As well. Bloody hell. That's. Um... That's across the board, isn't it? It really is, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good, eclectic uh, sweep of stuff for the television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, movies, then. The, yeah. the meat of the show. Have you got any documentaries? I haven't. Can, <gasps> can you believe that? Me. Now, there's a reason for this, right? I have. Not including the double dip. I've only got five movies. Right. Wow. The, shit. the reason for that being 
the majority of the movies that I've watched this month have been for review on the website. And I don't normally mention them because, you know, go to the website and, and read the review. That's, you know, so most of my viewing this month has been for the website and the reviews are up on there. I do want to mention, and I'm not going to go into detail because go to the website and read the fucking reviews, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to mention four. I've got to mention four films um, that I've reviewed. I've reviewed more than that, but these four are really, really, really good. Um, Tommy's Honor, which is one about... You think it's going to be about the history of golf, but it's not. It's, um, it's a love story. It's a really good love story. I think Kay would love it, mate. I think if you and Kate sat down and watched it, you'd love it and you'd both cry. Really? Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I watched, and I, I couldn't remember a damn thing about this. I hadn't watched it in such a long time. Um, and it's released by Umbrella Entertainment. Orca, the killer whale movie that came out not long after Jaws did. Yes, oh I saw that a long time ago. God, yeah. so enjoyable. Don't let your kids watch it, though. And I put yeah. in the review, if you think it's going to be like Free Willy and stuff, you're going to traumatise your kids because something happens and it's in the review. I'm just trying to tease people to get their website, basically, mate, um, mm. of, of why it will traumatise them. Uh, another film that would traumatise adults watching it because it's a bit of a grim viewing, rough viewing, Hounds of Love. Oh, God. Yeah, Ooh. I read your review of this and then I watched the trailer and it, put me on edge just watching the it's trailer a, yeah. i have to say we were on edge watching it all the way through mate it's uh it's it's a kidnapping film it's a couple it's a deranged couple that kidnap this young girl um and use her and it's about her trying to escape and what mm. happens with the family and that it's it's really tense uh, but mm. really really good you know it's well constructed the acting in it's brilliant um and the the disc as well has got some brilliant special features on it too yeah, just it's, uh, that that horrible shit that happened in America recently. Yeah. you know, it's you know, and it, that's it's, it's a film, and then something like that happens. You think, fuck me, there are actually horrible bastards in the world that do that kind of shit. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's terrible. Scary. It's, it is scary because this is what we were talking about when we watched it. Me and Tina were saying it could be happening like just a few doors down from you, because it's normally you know just with it where you wouldn't expect it to be, and just you know. It's just normal house and what you think's a normal couple and you just don't know what's going on in there, which is the scary thing about it. Yeah. Um, and finally is, and this, this would be my pick of all of them. The, the, this Blu-ray from Umbrella Entertainment, mate, is is absolutely amazing. It's the man from Hong Kong. The movie itself is just outrageous entertainment. It's one of those, and I know you like Jim Carner, don't you? You love the movie Jim Carner. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If anybody knows that or knows what I'm going with in that direction, if you love Jim Carner, you have got to watch The Man from Hong Kong. It's ridiculous action. Some of the stunts in it, how people didn't get killed, I have got no idea. It's before yeah. CG. People are really doing this. Cars are really doing this. Um, and again, I mentioned in the review about this one scene where somebody gets set on fire. I had to, like just skip back a little bit and watch it and skip back and watch it. I thought, that must be mental what they're doing with this. Added to all this, the special features on it of, of full films with commentaries uh, and documentaries and all that, there, there must be like about nine hours of extras and really, really highly entertaining extras as well. Th mm. This is really is a must-buy Blu-ray if you, you know, if you like your stupid, low-budget, crazy action films. 
So, yeah, available on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, go to the website, read more about Tommy's Honor, uh, Orca, The Man from Hong Kong, The Hounds of Love. They're really easy to find now because we've got the search function on the website. So just go and search. Uh, have a read of those reviews. They're really highly recommended. And I, I didn't want people to miss out because I don't normally talk about the review movies on here. But I think I'll just... On each one each month, I'll just mention if anything's really stood out in case people have missed the review, I'll mention it quickly and then they can go and read it and make their own mind up. Yeah. Mm. I, I um, read your... Well, I read all the reviews that go up, you know, and uh, that man from Hong Kong, I watched the trailer for that one as well. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like three and a half minutes long and it's just fucking explosions and car chases oh, and yeah. kung, kung fu. And um, it, you know what it reminded me of? I think you watched it for 80s picture house so a long time ago now uh ninja terminator do you oh remember God. that yeah yeah no <laughs> i really like that film i don't think you liked it much at the I time i didn't particularly it? like it no no because it is it's really low budget and daft and you know over the top and everything but um <laughs> this just looked fantastic and george lazenby with a great tash oh yeah um, I didn't recognise him at first until I, I read your review. It's like George Lay. I was like, oh, my God, it is as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the car crashes and the, everything, you know, it's like, like you said, how the fuck did somebody oh, yeah. not get killed? Absolutely crazy. And one of the special features, uh, in inverted commas, because it's the full movie, is all about, like, crazy stunts from the time, from these movies. And... Oh, it's just, it's mind-blowing seeing what they do. And, yeah, they do get hurt quite badly in some of them. Really? Yeah. It is, it's a brilliant, brilliant... It's how it's, I mean, The Man from Hong Kong is also available to buy on DVD, but you don't get all those extras as just, you know, the little sweetener to everything. It's well worth getting the Blu-ray. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, movies proper then, mate. Do you, do you want to kick us off then with a... Well- I tell you what, Dave, you are sitting down, I take it, because obviously you you wouldn't want to stand up doing this podcast. <laughs> I can't stand up for long anyway, nowadays. Okay. Yeah. Well, take a seat, Dave, because oh, this, this is a first. Oh, oh, go on. I've actually got a documentary. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I think the world's going to come to an end. You know, they've moved the doomsday clock. Um, <laughs> it's two minutes now. You haven't watched a documentary, um, but you, I have. That's why the doomsday clock's moved. That really is then, isn't it? You've got it. Um, well, anyway, again, on Netflix, I was um, I take the iPad to bed occasionally if I'm a, a, at a loose end and because uh, I don't get sex these days. And uh, so I it, it kind of I was thinking, well, what can I watch? And I'd seen it advertised for a while and I'd, I'd kind of, you know, uh, what do you call it? Put it on my list to watch at some point. Yeah. But there is a documentary on there called The Toys That Made Us. Have you seen this Ooh, one? Oh, it's on my to-watch list, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, so this came out on uh, December, in December last year, and there are four episodes at the moment. There's going to be eight, uh, So, and I've looked, and there's only four at the minute, and I think the second series is due sometime later on this year. Nice. So they're like 45-minute to 50-minute episodes so they're really easy to digest and basically uh the, the four episodes that they fit they focus on this in this series are star wars toys mm-hmm. um barbie he-man and gi joe or action force as it was called in this country <laughs> now uh, yes you will get more out of them if obviously you were of a certain age and you played with the toys when you were a kid yeah. so obviously I, I love the barbie episode um so you know <laughs> 
but saying that, I, I I didn't watch the Barbie episode first. I have to say, I watched the Star Wars one, then I watched He Man and GI Joe, then I watched the Barbie one because it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? That the, the thing oh, is, yeah. they're fun, informative, yeah, uh, and that like I said, easy to sort of digest. They they they're framed in as much as they're supposed to be fun. It's not like a boring documentary about well, Hasbro did this and Mattel did mm. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They do take the piss a little bit out of the people behind them. So, but basically it it's it's about like, you know, the, the likes of Kenner who were massive with uh Star Wars toys. You know, they were a tiny little toy company and then Star Wars came along and they were lucky enough to to get the the rights to actually make the, the toys so it talks about that whole process about george lucas about designing the toys how they come about the the popularity and the not so much popularity of some of the the, the toys um and i didn't know this i knew that the toys were big business but um and that george lucas had signed uh, a deal but the deal that he signed originally wasn't as good as i thought it was but saying that um the toys to this to this date, shall we say, um, have made fourteen billion dollars worldwide. You know, so that's how popular the toys were. You know, from from when they were first made in sort of like nineteen seventy eight to to now. Then Barbie uh, about how that how essentially Barbie helped to create Mattel, you know, the company um, from, again, a smallish kind of company, uh, which their main toy at the time was Mr. Potato Head. So then, <laughs> and, but it's about the origins of Barbie as well. And I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it for people, but it's about how Barbie um, came about, you know, from this, this, this kind of, well, it was like a, a German prostitute doll, basically. That, that's as much as I'll say. <laughs> and then He-Man, how... Uh, that was a toy that created it, it wasn't sort of like it wasn't based on a film or a tv show it it was a toy first but then it created a tv cartoon and everything on top of that and how that was became so huge in the 80s um and and you know just went on to then the film came on the back of it and and, and i remember playing with he-man toys when i was a kid as well and star wars um and then G.I. Joe, which is kind of, I suppose, you know, started life as you'd call it or we'd call it uh, action man in yeah. this country. You know, the sort of like the large figures, the eagle eyes and all that kind of stuff. It, it, then it went on to sort of like, you know, have the um, three and a half inch whatever little figures and how many there were and how they, you know, it was inspired by the, the sort of like Ronald Reagan Cold War era, um, you know, in the 80s. And it's just really, really fun and interesting. And like I said, if you're of a certain age like me, I guess, and you had these toys when you were a kid, it, it it's even better because it's, you kind of you know it's it's interesting to see how it all came about my biggest regret one of my biggest regrets in my life i don't go around having regrets because there's no point you know making mistakes and learning from them is one thing but like you know kind of going around saying oh i wish i didn't do that or i wish i didn't do that or i wish i did that but my biggest regret in life wasn't getting married and getting divorced at an early age you know um not doing stupid things when i was a kid it is having Loads and loads of Star Wars toys, including the Millennium Falcon, um, the ATST, loads of the figures, if not m- or most of the figures. Um, and when I got, to, when I turned 17, 18, when I started to go out drinking, uh, decided to sell them all to my cousin for oh. 20 pounds. <gasps> oh, just, no. Just so I could have some drinking money. 
what a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? That's, my big, that's one of my biggest regrets in life because not that it'd be worth a fortune, but they just mean something to me, you know. And yeah. people, just the collection, just having them. Um, so now, I suppose, and again, I'm a big kid. I'm 42 this year. Um, but I've moved on to Lego. I never had Lego up until a few years ago. Years ago. And it was at Christmas. Kay bought me some Lego. And uh, it was Star Wars Lego. And I've, so I've never had that pleasure of actually putting together, like building something from Lego. Because I was never really interested in it as I was a kid. As a kid. So, um, and it was when The Force Awakens came out. I went out and I bought the Poe Dameron X-Wing and built it from Lego. So every now and then I'll go out and buy myself some Star Wars Lego. And that's now, I suppose, taken over from my, my yeah. Star Wars toys. So it's great. And I, I love that. I've got, um, I, I built the BB-8 Lego. I know I'm moving away a little bit from this documentary, but um, I've got the Snowspeeder Lego to, to build because uh, I had that over Christmas, uh, the nice big one. But the next series apparently is going to feature Lego, and funnily enough, talking oh, about nice. Lego, uh, Transformers, mm -hmm. because Transformers were fucking huge in the 80s, yeah. uh, Hello Kitty, and Star Trek. So it's really good fun, entertainment. Yeah, well worth your time, definitely. Are you one of these then with toys that would keep them in the box? Or like even now, you know, buying stuff, you know, you, you get people that buy like action figures and all this, and they keep them in the box. Or are you one that gets them out and puts them on display or and or plays with them definitely gets them out and plays with them Whoa, that's, well that's never that's never changed in my Good. life I, I always get them out and <laughs> yeah. get it out and play with it um but i know you do too because i know you like your stallone figures and stuff don't you yeah i got a new rambo bust the other day um, <laughs> i ordered it i ordered it before christmas it, it's come from china um and i've uh, it's one of those it's been out for a while but it's been it's like really expensive everywhere. And then I saw it for a price that was like a third of what it normally goes for. And I thought, well, I can't, you know, I can't turn this down. So yeah, it's brand new, or you know, in its box and everything, mint condition. Uh, so yeah, of course, when it comes, took it out of the box and it's it's in the living room on top of one of the speakers next to the Rambo poster on show. Um, I've still got the box. The only reason I've still got the box is because it's a really nice box. I mean, mm. normally I've got... I'm just turning around now. I've got, like, you know, all the Rocky and Rambo figures and Expendables figures and Kiss figures, um, Pittsburgh Steelers figures. And, it, I've, yeah, I just I don't even keep the box. I've just got them on the shelf and on display because I want to see them properly. And I don't buy them as, you know, oh, well, I'll keep the box and sell them on. It's, I want to see them and... It's Tina that plays with them. She gets she gets like my stuff. She'll get like Sylvester Stallone, like say the Rocky Four figure, and then she'll put it with her Pepper doll and put them in all sort of shagging positions <laughs> and and with Maleficent and all this. So you'll come back and there's all this sort of like Karma Sutra of of movies going on. But yeah, it's much yeah. better than keeping them in the box. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So and and again, our uh, monthly mention. I bet Jerry from Bad Cop, Bad Cop is rolling his eyes right now, thinking <laughs> a man in his fifties and a man in his forties <laughs> playing with fucking toys with dollies. Not only do they play video games, but they play with dollies as well. I know they should be out shooting guns <laughs> and drinking beer. Yeah, and eating raw meat. Yeah, yeah. chewing, eating grits and. Um, <laughs> What else? Chewing tobacco. Yeah. And uh, what's the other? The beef jerky, you know. <laughs> spitting chewing tobacco in a in a cup. Yeah, swallowing the chewing tobacco even. Yeah, that's even more manly. Don't even spit it out. Swallow it. 
Yeah. yeah. That's what we should be doing. <laughs> I'm just going to go and cuddle my my BB-8 doll. Yeah, I'll, I'll stroke Sly's head. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wouldn't be the first time, I'll tell you. Now then. Um, right, of the five movies that I've got, mate, obviously, you know, disregarding the, uh, the, the double dip, only one of them is I can tell you how I watched it. All right? Mm-hmm. The other four I just watched. Um, so I'll, I'll start with the one that I can tell you how I watched it. Uh, and what it is, it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Missed it at the cinema. Oh, yeah. So watched it on Blu-ray. Uh, oh, actually, in fact, not only did watch it on Blu-ray, watched it on 4K Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. Bastard. It was, oh. um, it was a tenner in... Um, no, actually, tell a lie. Was it a ten? It was no more than 12 quid. Because I That's thought... Price, it was for 4K Blu-ray, mate. Yeah, it's a bargain. In CX, of all places. I didn't fart when I went in there, by the way. It's <laughs> one, one of the few times I've gone into CX and the excitement of all those movies, I didn't get flatulence at all. Mm. They so. probably reduced it because somebody had farted on it. Or something. <laughs> well, it's the sticky shop, remember? As <laughs> it is known as the sticky shop because everything is sticky. Um, yeah, very impressed with it, mate. It was... Um, thankfully they didn't do because it's like another reboot they've got like tom holland now hasn't they as, as peter parker slash spider-man yes um they didn't do the full reboot origin story again although actually having said that it's not like an origin story of spider-man it's 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 peter parker sort of discovering himself more than anything it's a young you know it's a young lad in it and what I really like about it is because I saw the trailer for this, and again, you know, my if if I know I'm going to watch the film, I don't watch the trailer. This, yeah, you know, I wasn't sure about. I'm getting a bit jaded with Marvel movies. I thought, yeah, I'll give the trailer a watch. And I thought, that looks all right. Didn't get to the cinema for it. The trailer shows virtually all the action bits, and and it's not. I was surprised for a Marvel film. It's not like a huge big action blockbuster it there is a lot of like character piece in it and the growth of peter parker um coming to terms with being spider-man which i thought was really good and there's not and again thankfully for a marvel film there's not like this huge big battle where buildings get destroyed at the end of it it's more yeah it is more of a character piece to it and it's it's a lot slower paced. And don't get me wrong, there's some great sort of action set pieces in it, but it's not as as whiz bang in your face as a lot of the recent Marvel films have been. And I think that's why it appealed to me so much because it was more about Peter Parker as opposed to Spider Man doing you know superhero shit. Mm. Good humor in it as well. Some really good humor in it. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. makes a cameo as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. And it's not, if you total the minutes that is in the film all the way through, it's not a lot, but he keeps appearing, you know, every 20 minutes or so, he'll, he'll make an appearance and every appearance is really memorable as well. You know, he, he makes the most of, it, of his screen time. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was really good. It was, um, I think maybe it's got something to do with my expectations, might have been so low as well, that it just took me by surprise. And it was, yeah, it was good. Very, very good. I'm glad I bought it. You know, it's. I thought, well, if it's if it's shit, I can just trade it back in and just lose a couple of quid. You know, I'm not going to lose that much on it. But no, it's a keeper. I'm keeping it. 
Yeah, it's, I enjoyed it. I saw it at the cinema and um, I liked it. Uh, John Favreau was good in it. Uh, like you said, Tom Holland, he's, he's a good Spidey. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Michael Keaton was good in it. Um, and it just had that nice amount, like you said, of Downey Jr. I kind of expect, I thought he was going to be in it more. I thought it was going to be yeah. like almost like a an Iron Man movie in places, but it, it generally wasn't at all. Um, and they mixed it up not enough, you know, uh, to sort of, just say keep it interesting you know so yeah looking forward to seeing what happens with that obviously he's going to be in the avengers movie that comes yeah. out later on this yeah you know so um and there'll be another spider-man because i think he did really well you know so yeah it's cracker mm-hmm. and tom holland apparently uh to help him get the part because he does a lot of parkour and uh, free running so he could do a lot of the stuff um that was expected of him anyway do you know what i mean he's, he's quite a physical because he did Billy Elliot, didn't he? I think. Um, yeah, I played, think so. Yeah. Yeah, he played Billy Elliot in uh, the theatre. So, you know, he's got the, you know, coming from a dancing background as well. So he's got that sort of physicality. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I like that. Mm. Um, How did it look? And 4K. It was, was good. It good. Yeah, I always um, Forbes. I think it's John Archer is is one of the writers for Forbes website. And I usually read his reviews. Um, and, yeah, the, I mean, I'm just looking now at the 4K stuff I've got. Dunkirk, Deadpool, La La Land, Logan, Life of Pi, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Ethelene. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, The Revenant. Um, because just because it's like 4K doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a big leap from blu-ray you know some are better transfers than others you know again it depends what they filmed it on originally but mm. this one got a really good review of the picture quality and everything so but well yeah it's a cheap price in cx i'll pick it up very nice mm. i'm gonna take take it in turns and yeah bat go, it. On, go on let's keep batting it back in two go on then <laughs> i don't know why i just have for some reason something like your your... <laughs> go Sorry. on, go your, on. Your, 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 your testicles swinging from one leg to the other. Just, I don't know why I pictured that. That's really fucking weird. It just says more about me than I think it does about you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so a couple of days ago, I went to the cinema again with the father-in-law this time to watch mm-hmm. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. So I won't talk too much about that because we obviously we talked about it in the last show. Yeah. But this is my third viewing now. Oh, good. And uh, I've watched it in all formats. So, um, oh, by the way, we should do... So, oh, yeah, it was Blu-ray. You did say 4K Blu-ray. 4K Blu-ray, yeah. Yes, yes, just for tone. Yeah, Um, the next... Yeah, all all my others, until we get to the double dip, I I can't mention how I watched them. Oh, you dirty pirate. Oh, I'm so naughty. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Yes, third viewing, watched it 3D IMAX, 2D, and 2D IMAX. And um, I can't say that the 3D adds a great deal, I have to say, you know, mm. but watching it in IMAX is still a real pleasure, uh, just for the sound, if anything, as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, you think that maybe watching it the third time, you'd start to sort of, like, 
wear you know wear thin or you wouldn't be as into it as much i was just as into it as for the first, as the first time i watched it i really liked it got emotional at the points that I, you know i did when i first watched it got into the the action points i still maintain that opening 15 minutes is some of the most exciting cinema i've watched yeah, in a long great. time yeah. so good you know on the edge of your seat kind of action and uh, that that bombing run as ridiculous as it is to have a bombing run in space is just <laughs> such a brilliant you know well done uh, scene um yeah and it, and it didn't drag for me and my criticisms are still the same i still think it's probably a little bit too long but saying that it still didn't feel like a near three-hour film you know it, it was a uh, my only i suppose worry or concern about it is that going into the final one are they gonna i don't want it to be like a three-hour film you know what i mean because yeah. they seem to be getting longer and longer um you know but jj abrams is will be back on board but uh yeah it's still a really enjoyable film i enjoyed it as much as i did the first couple of times i've seen it so yeah it's uh so that's still on the cinema um so oh, that will be a buyer when it comes oh, out oh definitely definitely so and it just baffles me i had a conversation with my mate who lives in new zealand and you know we've been star wars fans for a while and you know um we were we we just had this long conversation about how we were all conf- we were both confused with the level of criticism that it's received, you know the ridiculous mm. level of criticism, yeah. um, you know to a point where there's petitions and people wanting to strike it from canon and all this stuff. I'm thinking, fucking hell, it's are you watching the same film that I'm watching? You know, it's so yeah, but, it did really divide a lot of people that one, didn't it? It, it baffles me, crazy. really does, you know. So, yeah, there you go. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with... Oh, let's go to the disaster artist. Uh, oh, Tommy Wiseau and... Yeah, James Franco. Um, yeah. Directed by and playing the part of Tommy Wiseau, The Making of the Room, the infamous So Bad It's Good movie. Which uh, I haven't seen, I have to say. Well, yeah, I would advise anybody, really, to get the most out of the disaster artist, watch The Room first. Um preferably with a few alcoholic drinks as well mm. just to get the most out of that and with friends if you want you know for the full experience because mm. it's one of those now hasn't it it's gone on like the rocky horror picture show you know at movie theaters where people are addressing up they're throwing stuff on you know at the screens and all this it is uh like tom introduced me to the room um we've watched it countless times and it doesn't get old it's still funny every time that you watch it it's one of those that you always see different things going on in it um so the disaster art is based um on a book um that was written by oh god greg sistero i think his name is he was in in the the room uh and yeah it just it gives an insight because it's sort of tommy wiseau's got this mystique about him of where is he from you know how old is he all this that and the other which he, you know he tries to keep secret and then the way that he made the movie was just re- you don't make a movie the way that he made the room <laughs> it was like buying equipment and renting equipment and filming on digital and filming and also filming on 35 mil and it was costing him a fortune and he was making green screen sets when it would have been more cost effective just to film on location uh add to that the fact that he's like a really shit actor as well but so mm. sh- so shit is memorize- mesmerizing uh yeah the disaster artist is a really good not just a making of but a really good sort of companion piece to the room so i would say yeah watch the room and then watch 
the disaster artist, and it would be a really good double bill. Mm. Mm-hmm. It because uh, it, it, the Oscar nominations came out the other day, and it, um, it well, there's some uh, suggestion that it got snubbed because there's um, a few sexual misconduct rumours flying around with oh. um, with old James Franco, I think. Ooh. So, uh, but yeah. I, I've heard, I have heard it's good. I think Mark Kermode liked it. We like to reference Mark Kermode don't we we, do, in the don't sh- we? on this show. We do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, watch The Room, though, mate. Get that on your to-watch list. Mm, very good. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with... Uh, i tell you what. I know, I know, it's again, it's not fashionable to watch TV these days, but mm. there's been some good stuff on TV. I, I'm prob- I'm possibly in, alone in saying this, but ITV2 and ITV4... They generally on a Friday, well, any night of the week, tend to have either a Stallone movie, a Clint Eastwood movie, <laughs> or some, you know, uh, film that I've not seen in a long time. And um, one of those films which I watched was Escape to Victory. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, or Victory, as it was called in America. Yeah. And uh, so this is the story of set in World War Two, directed by John Huston. I think it may have been John Huston's last film before he died. Um, was set in say World War Two. Michael Caine is uh, well. It's it's got a, a bloody all star cast, you know. Particularly if you're a football fan, uh, and um, Sylvester Stallone's in it. You know, I suppose they're the, t- the two main stars. And um, this, they're in a prisoner of war camp, and. Um, What's his name? The Exorcist. Uh, Max von Sydow, Sydow, however you pronounce his name. He's a German officer, you know, and he watches them playing football. And long story short, they set up this football game between German Germany and the prisoners of war. And it's all about sort of plotting this escape plan as, as to how they're going to get get out of and, and escape. And, um, you know, it's got a very... Um, eclectic british cast you know which you've seen in lots of things but i think the thing that is it is that it features loads and loads of footballers from that time it's got pele in it bobby moore um ozzy Ardiles, uh you know mike summerby uh john walk you know for, these are from that era you know amongst others there's loads and I, I watched this film when I was a kid around my nan's. I, I referenced my nan quite a lot, um, you know, particularly in my video game reviews because I used to watch loads of films which I probably shouldn't have watched when I was <laughs> around her house. Um, but I really like this film, and I was still. I, I, it's been a year since I've watched it. I mean, you you probably like it because it's got Stallone in it. Oh yeah, I would of imagine. Yeah. Um, but it's just. I mean, Michael Caine's ridiculous because apparently he's he's supposed to have only just wrote, you know, stopped playing football, but he looks like he's put loads of weight on. You can't imagine him as a professional footballer. I think he said he's 47, and, and Pele said, you know, he was terrible at kicking a ball and doing anything. <laughs> um, but there's a, it's one of those that you kind of, it's a bit of. Um, I think it was described as a, a mixture of sort of uh, the Great Escape and Rocky, because it's got that kind of, you know, build you know this ragtag team of players who can't string a pass you know together and they build them up and then actually they have this shot of winning and it's it kind of comes down to they can escape at half time and they're getting hammered by the the germans but then they they decide no let's play the fucking game and let's see if we can win and i'll tell you what there's a scene towards the end where 
Pele, I mean, Pele is great in it, you know, because he's like this kind oh, of charismatic yeah. guy, you know, and he's brilliant, isn't he? He's fucking Pele. He can do anything. Um, and I've, I've read, you know, magazine articles back in the day of uh, you know even in like these kind of heavy boots not football boots but like you know uh, like boot boots builders boots you'd describe them as he could still do kick ups and all the tricks and everything <laughs> that he could do there's a scene in it where you know Max von Sydow is sort of like you know he's uh, he's clapping because his team's winning but then the you know the, the, the allied players shall we say are coming back into it and he's watching this game and he just gets drawn into it and he's, his superiors, all these German officers are around him and he just gets up and he cheers and he starts clapping and he's like, fuck yeah. And then there's a bit where um, it, it, it's just around that time when Pele does this overhead kick and it's you can't help but get drawn into it. It's a really entertaining film and, like you know, daft, I, I, I suppose you'd describe it as. But yeah, I like it. I mean, what do you think? Because it's got Stallone in it, like you said. Well, yeah, that's a plus point for me. But it is, it's, um, yeah, it's like, it's just really enjoyable. It's really silly, you know, but, yeah. um, but I remember like John Walk, especially, it was Ipswich he played for, I'm sure it was Ipswich. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. he was a big player at the time. Uh, so seeing them's like a bit of a thrill because it's like, oh, I remember him, I remember watching, watching him. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot worse that, you know, in Stallone's catalogue, especially than that but i think it's one of those that gets overlooked as well yeah definitely yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's fun but there's there's actually a quite a, um not hard scene but you know there's a, a scene where you know um michael kane's sort of appealing to the german officers like saying look you know there are eastern european players that i'd have in my team you know and they don't obviously you know polish players yeah. you know and uh, the Germans are reluctant to let them have them because they're not recognised as, as people and then they do actually give them three and then there's a scene in it where they're sort of they're looking at these these you know emaciated uh, Eastern Europeans yeah. who've been in work camps and they haven't eaten for weeks and weeks you know so there is a there's, there's some good scenes in it you know yeah. it's not just it's a good film, you know. I like it. Um, probably a little bit of nostalgia playing its part, but yeah, I like it. Michael Caine's always of that era, you know. Yeah, he, he's always good fun. <laughs> so, and apparently Stallone, he he trained with Gordon Banks because um, he plays in goal. Yeah. So, and he he injured himself quite badly, you know, in the role. So. There you go. There's some. There's a, there's been some good stuff on. Like I said, I mean, like Demolition Man was on the other night. You know, Jaws, Jaws Two. You know, they're going through nice. the Jaws series. You know, they just seem to have some good stuff on. You can yeah. turn on ITV Two at sort of like nine ten o'clock, and there's always a watchable film on. It's kind of become the, the when Rambo Three was on the other night, and I know it's like people say it's the worst one, but I still like Rambo Three. Um, you know, so you just find it sitting down watching it you know because it's an entertaining film yeah. and um it's become almost like the men and motors do you remember men and oh motors? my god i do yeah <laughs> there, there was a tv for people who don't know there was a tv in early kind of satellite you know non-terrestrial days not non-terrestrial tv there was a tv channel called men and motors which is as what it is on the you know it's, it says what it is on the tin kind of thing you know it's supposed to be this laddish um tv channel which had just or it, generally stuff about cars or laddie films you know and an itv2 at night time has kind of become that you know so <laughs> In fact, let's let's have a look, see what's on ITV2 yeah, tonight. What is on ITV2? 
um, this is this is, is it a Stallone a, film or <laughs> are we going Arnie? It, it's probably going to be something shit now. I've built it all it up. Probably will be some Mamma Mia is showing tonight. Come on, you bastard! Oh, oh, oh here we go. TV Guide. Go Let's on, have then. a look at this. Go on. ITV Two. About ten o'clock then. Um. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. Hang on, hang on. Come on, you fucking Sky app, you piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having an argument with a fucking inanimate object. <laughs> okay, so at nine o'clock, you've got American Pie 2. There That's you go. good. Yeah, it's funny. So, um, what else is that? F- uh, Fast and the Furious 5 is on tomorrow. That's good. Um the Hobbit, an unexpected journey. Ameri- oh no, that's American Dad. Okay, that's a TV show, isn't it? Um, oh, for fuck's sake! Come on. So anyway, there's always good stuff on. That I say always. I like it. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> mostly. Mostly good stuff. <laughs> so you go. I'll pass it over back to you. Right, I'm going to go with uh, Jigsaw, which Ooh. is the eighth in the Saw franchise after i think about a seven year gap from the seventh one has uh, it really been seven years i think so yeah it's about that uh Fucking hell. the saw franchise for me is one of the most consistently entertaining horror franchises out there uh, yeah. i've really enjoyed every one of them they're, I mean, they're mostly you know about the kills the inventive kills that you're going to get and to be brutally honest the the kills in this uh, there's been a lot better in earlier uh earlier parts of this franchise yeah saw three in particular saw three is always my favorite number three yeah uh but yeah it was good it's good to get the franchise back there is a there's a twist in it uh if anybody's i don't know no i won't say the twist in it in case people haven't seen the trailer or anything like that. But there is, yeah, there is something that's very different and you think, well, how the fuck are they going to explain this? Uh, but they do. Um, and yeah, you know, it's it's any any horror franchise that's been going this long, you've got to give it a bit of slack. You know, you could pick holes in the story and continuity and all of this. But it's just like balls out entertainment. You can't beat them, mate. I think they're really, really good. And this did not disappoint whatsoever. Yeah. Um, time just flew by watching it. Yeah, they are good films. I have to say, um, I a few years ago when I got more time on my hands, I, I watched them from start to finish and um, and saw saw three D in the cinemas mm. uh, when I had a, a, a Cineworld card. I haven't seen Jigsaw, I have to say, but um, yeah, three. I went, I saw that with Kay at the cinema, and I think that put her off horror films because she <laughs> she told me when we first met that she liked horror films. She didn't. I, I can honestly say she probably watched about 20 minutes of that film. Yeah. She she turned away for most of it. There's some horrible stuff in there. Is that the one with the um, the key behind the eye? Don't or <laughs> this, the thing they've got this thing about keys though all the way through, and there's there's things in this where they they've, they've got to find the key. There's yeah. a really good bit in this though because the way that it starts, there's five people, and they've got this long chain. And the and the chain is pulling them towards these spinning saw blades, and then they get out of that, and you think, okay, but then the wall moves, and they're still on the chains, and the, and something else happens, and so this this series of like about three or four different things that they've got to try and get out of all the while while they're still being attached to this same mm. bloody chain, which which is is good, um, but it, it it was just good as well 
to see not only the franchise back, but because of a big thing that's in it that I don't want to say just in case for spoilers um, mm. of how that is explained. Cause I couldn't work out how they were going to do it. And I thought, yeah, I'll buy into that. All right. I'll buy into that. So it was good. Cool. You know, yeah, and it just leave it open for another one as well. Oh, nice one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that. Back to you. Uh, back to here you. Here we go. Another, so again, going back to TV, um, Film four, they've had some. I mean, they're, they're always generally showing Dread, which is a fucking great film. Um, but Dark Man happened to be on the other night. Oh my so god, I, I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah, me either. I or caught the that. No, no. I, so I caught um, not all of this. I have to say, I, I'll probably watch the last hour of it. And um, so Sam Raimi directed, and uh, you know. I don't think it was a very big hit for him particularly. And, and there was a period in Sam Raimi's career where it didn't matter what film he made mm. after Evil Dead 2. He, he couldn't seem to make a big blockbuster until Spider-Man came along. And then, yeah. you know, that, that helped to sort of like, you know, make him a massive star or more mainstream than he was. And um, but watching this, it is such a, a good comic book film. You know, it's it's mad as a fucking crazy snake. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> the best analogy I could come up with. Um, but it's, it is daft. I mean, it's, the story is uh, that, uh, what's his face? Old Liam Neeson. He, he's um, a scientist who gets um, badly injured, disfigured, and he creates this mask, but it only lasts for 90 minutes uh, or 98 minutes, I forget. So uh, he tried, but it, it almost like since following the accident, he he, he, try, he becomes sort of almost superhuman. You know, he he's impervious to pain because I think all the nerve endings of his body get destroyed. So he, you know, he can take a lot of punishment, and um, it's it's just a daft action film, but it kind of feels like a comic book. It's there's a lot of visual stuff in there. There's like I always remember that scene where they're at the fun fair, and he because he the thing the other thing with Darkman is um, Liam Neeson he loses his rag really quickly, and when he does, it's like the whole screen kind of just implodes, <laughs> and he does this kind of you know it's like all the camera angles get skewed and and everything just got there's a like you know it's it's typical like kind of like if you you know you know sam raimi you, you've seen it in evil dead do you know what i mean in evil dead 2 yeah all this kind of weird shit happens uh there's a bit like a scene in evil dead 2 where ash is going crazy and even the 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 deer head on the walls laughing at him and there's a scene like that in this where there's like you know he's like tries to win this pink elephant for his girlfriend and the bloke behind the the, the stall refuses to give it to him even though he's won and the elephant starts laughing at him <laughs> uh, and, he, and then he breaks the fingers of the uh, of the, the guy you know and he just bends them you know because they're like rubber um and and his girlfriend francis mcdormand in an early role you know she, she's like freaking out they're all screaming you know it's like there's a cam the camera pans on everybody's faces they're all screaming it's really cool and then the, the part of that scene that always you know is the way that liam neeson sort of like you know he's got this pink elephant in his hand and his girlfriend's freaking out and he goes take the fucking elephant you know and he <laughs> And um, you know, it's just it's a it's a daft action film, but it surprises me that well, there were a couple of sequels. Um, but it, it it's one of those that you think it could be good for a resurgence, you know, because it's um, it's comic book and it's kind yeah. of comic books. It could be an adult comic book, you know. And and this was because um, you've got Larry Drake, who's sadly no longer with us. I think he died quite a while ago now. But I always remember him from L.A. Uh, Law. 
Do you remember? Did you ever watch LA Law on uh, on ITV? No, I didn't know. He um, played. Um, he was like. He worked in the, the law offices, basically. I used to love L.A. law, you know. Don't, don't know why. I used to watch it with my mom, you know. But um, he, he he basically, he, he'd got, um, how can I describe it without sounding really offensive? If I was Jerry from Bad Cop, Bad Cop, I would say he was a retard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's really, really offensive, but uh, you know. Right. Uh, we'll just put all the blame onto Bad Cop, Bad Cop every time, uh, and it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm blaming Jerry, um, <laughs> but you know, he, he, you know, he, he's, um, he played this really sweet character, you know, sort of very simple, you know, very gentle, called Benny in L.A. Um, Law, and I think he won an award for you know his portrayal in that. You know, he was, uh, he's very well thought of. Um, looking here now, I think he won, a, yeah. Nominated for three Golden Globes, um, uh, nominated for Emmy Awards. He won two Emmy Awards for L.A. Law. You know what I mean? So, and in his character, you know, you, you kind of you, it was it was a good character. And then seeing him in Dark Man, where he plays like a really sinister gangster kind of character mm-hmm. who likes lopping people's fingers off with his uh, cigar cutter, <laughs> um, it was like a real change, you know. So um, yeah. I, I like Dark Man. I watched it a lot when I was uh, younger because it was on Sky. And I remember recording it and watching it on VHS a lot. So I've always been a big fan of, of Dark Man. Um, so it's one of those. I think it'd be good for a, you know, resurgence. Yeah, definitely. Of- I mean, I do. You've got me wanting to rewatch it now because it's been that long. And I remember really enjoying it. And I've just got sort of hazy memories. I can remember little bits about it. But then... I'm sure that watching it again, it would, would be there'd be loads that I, I have no idea about. So it'd be sort of like watching it afresh. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to do that. Cool. Um, right, I've got two left. So let's go with the Florida Project. Oh, not heard of this. I've got two left as well. Oh, um, written and directed by Sean Baker, who directed uh, Tangerine, which was got a lot of publicity because it was the first big film to be completely made on an iphone uh even though you know there was a very good lens attached to the iphone but still uh, it's one of those the florida project is one that it's a slice of life there's no real sort of big story arc big you know beginning middle of an end you just jump into these characters lives who live near to disneyland but They've they've got no money, you know. They're not working. That you know they're living on on the what do they call it? It's not benefits in America, is it? Uh, so not not so welfare, so, welfare, welfare on welfare. So they're in these like you know motels and living on welfare, getting the getting the payouts and doing what they can to survive. Uh, and the big name in it is Willem Dafoe, and he plays the manager of you know the, this motel blocks. Um, the rest are unknowns. A lot of people have not acted before. There's a lot of just improv in it. They've they've just gone in, and I know I would read. I think it was in Total Film or Empire that when they were making it, that the whole crew stayed in in this area as well and lived with these people because a lot of the people that are in it are the real people that lived there. You know, that live mm. there now. Uh, so yeah, it just follow. There's this girl in it, and I'm just looking at her name now. Um, Brooklyn Prince, who plays Mooney, this little girl. It's about seven seven-ish years old and her mates she is amazing in it absolutely mm. amazing 
you, you transfixed watching her. Some of the stuff she comes out with is just you'll, you're pissing yourself laughing. Uh, heartbreaking as well, you know, because a mum, a mum's a, a druggie, a drunk, um, ends up just just soliciting herself just to get money to survive. They're trying to scam people near Disneyland and everything. Um, things go wrong. You know, Willem Dafoe is constantly pissed off with everybody just taking the piss and trying to keep control of the place. So it tells it concentrates on on this Brooklyn Prince who plays Mooney and her her mum. They're sort of the central figures, and her mum's friends and and Mooney's friends. If you look back and you think, well, there's not really a lot that happens when you're looking back, but it's you know it's just you know a few days within this this family's life and the people around them. But it's really good, you know what I mean. It's one of those that that's really good and hooks you in all the way through. Um, so if you're into those sort of films, and there's you know there's quite a few of them about, this this is definitely recommended. If you're the person that likes, well, I want proper, you know, start, middle, and an end, and full conclusion at the end of it all. Probably not for you, but it is it. It's one of those, you know, laugh, cry, mm. you know. It's yeah, it's good. It's very very good. Mm, Willem Dafoe's um, getting some good buzz. I'm just looking here. He's been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, he is. He's really good. And he's, and he's one of those, just, you know, I was going to say everybody's natural because most of the people, you know, not actors anyway, you were just filming what was going on with some yeah. of it. Yeah, it's good. Very, very good. He's, I mean, I like Willem Dafoe. He's got an odd face, though, hasn't he? He has a bit. I always think of him in Streets of Fire, though, with those really high leather pants on. Whenever I think of Willem Dafoe, it's always that image of him with no top. And these really high, sort of leather, rubbery pants on in Streets of Fire. I bet it is. <laughs> Willem Dafoe in nothing but sort of latex pants. Um, right then, so I'll carry this on. So, mm. uh, again, the Horror Channel. Um, so they have, have been doing a, a series or a season recently of Wes Craven movies. So they've had The People Under the Stairs, Shocker, um, oh, The Serpent and the Rainbow. What else have they had on? There was something else. I can't remember. But they, they've been having a series of, of films and then they've had a, a series of Stephen King things on. So I happened to catch uh, Cat's Eye the other night um it's been again ages since i've watched that movie True, yes yeah. and um and tina i'm pretty sure she reviewed cat's eye recently she I, did. I, yeah i think it was sometime last year she's on the website can't remember what she whether she liked it or not but thanks to the amazing search um function <laughs> on our website i'm gonna have a quick look to see whether she liked it or not and there you go that's amazing dave why the fuck didn't you find that in the first place, that search icon. It's amazing. You've, it's nearly three years old and you've only just found out to do a search. <laughs> Put a search function on it. Well, I had to wait until there was loads of reviews. I waited till we tipped over like 500 things on the website, you know. Then you really need a search function. Well, this is true. This is true. Um, yes, oh, a, a summary is this is proper old school 80s fun horror that isn't so much horror than comedy horror. It's great to see it looking so pristine on Blu-ray. And that was from Umbrella Entertainment. Um, I tell you what, Umbrella Entertainment, they're fucking, I mean, have they, have they been around for a while? Well, they I'm seem quite sure. new, don't they? Yeah, we got in touch with them probably October time last year. Uh, and the stuff we've been getting off them, there's been some cracking stuff. Really, really good stuff. They're, they're the 
um, Australian ones. Australian, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything so, gets sent was you know from Australia. It takes a while, but you know, gets here. Yeah. So that they've just seemed to come on the scene and putting some amazing stuff out because uh, Cat's Eyes is one of those films that you probably like me watched when you were younger and then you haven't watched it for years so now is a great opportunity to go out and get that bloody blu-ray um but watching it on from the horror channel and it's a it's is it a portmanteau is that what they yeah, edge, yeah. Edge pronounce it? Yeah. yeah um so it's like a anthology a, as well anthology Either yes or, it's fine set of three films um wrapped around nicely but by this cat you know this story of this cat who goes on this journey this you know and it all kind of revolves around um drew barrymore who plays lots of different little characters hmm. throughout starring um james woods uh, robert hayes uh, amongst others and um Three different stories, one about a guy who wants to quit smoking, another one about a guy who owes money to a loan shark, and uh, and then the final story about a little troll which is trying to steal the breath of um, of Drew Barrymore. Um, I really like it, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if you – did you watch this with Tina? Or I did, did you yeah. Watch it on no, no, we watched I, it together. I love the opening. Um, it is so 80s, it's unbelievable, you know, don't get me wrong, and that's what I love about it as well. But – I love the stories in it. James Woods is fantastic in the first story. You know, um, it's about you say about this this guy goes to a, a, an agency who's going to help people quit smoking, but they go to extreme lengths to get them to, to do it. Uh, and it, it's I love the little nods and winks to the Stephen King stuff. Yeah, um, there's a few in there. Completely forgotten about that. Cujo pops up at the beginning. Christine. There's another one as well. Um, I've, I've forgotten. Who, no, it's a cracking. I love these films anyway. Uh, these these kind of like little short stories, which kind of I suppose links into why I like Black Mirror so much. Because although they're a bit longer, but they're like these self-contained little stories. That's why I love um, the Twilight Zone so much. You know, because uh, it's like again the Twilight Zone movie. That was a, a series of three movies, yeah. little mini movies from from memory. Um, so yeah, it's 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 one of the better Stephen King adaptations, yeah, I think. It is. Um, really good. Really liked it. Good. There you go. Um, right. Oh, my last one. My last one before uh, yours. Um, Mom and Dad, Nicholas Cage. Oh, you told me about this. Cage. Not to be confused with Mum and Dad from 2008, which, which actually quite... is, is really good as well. That's quite rough, isn't it? That, it's is rough. That like a... Yeah, it's a bit like um, Hounds of Love that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's that sort of. It's a couple. Grimy. Yeah, oh, it's re- it's filthy, mate. It is. It is. Have a shower when you've watched it. Really, is one of those filthy. So yeah, that's actually that's recommended as well. Two thousand and eight. Mum and dad, uh, a couple who oh, they work at an airport. I'm trying to think. Now it's been a while since I've watched it. They work at an airport, and they're sort of scavenging from the the, the airport, and they capture this girl. And yeah, it's not. It's 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 not nice what they do, but it's a really good film. But yeah, be prepared to sort of scrub yourself while you're watching it because it's it's mm. filth. Uh, however, mom and dad, abs absolutely, <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. I've I've read so many like really scathing reviews of it, really scathing reviews of it. Again, we loved it. Uh, it's from the director. He did Crank, Crank Two. Oh. Gamer, you know what you're going to get. It's in that same style as well. Wacky. Is it? Yeah. So if, if you liked them, 
you're going to get that sort of similar style of filmmaking. If you didn't like them, well, you know, tough. Mm. Avoid this, maybe. Um, this is so good, though, especially if you're a parent, because the premise of it is... I mean, we've all seen zombie outbreak stuff, you know. This is... It affects just parents, right? And the only people they, they want to kill is their own children. That's it. So well, parents it, worldwide just want to kill their own children. Not any any child, their own children. But it, <laughs> it sets the seed for it, I think, brilliantly at the start because it begins and it shows little things. And again, you'll get this. I mean, we all love our kids, you know what I mean? We'll, you know, we die for our kids. But you've got to admit, mate, there's times when you think, you motherfucker. You know, you don't yet. <laughs> and that never changes, no matter how old they get. So, you know, even if you throw yourself into a car for them, but there's times when you think, fucking hell. Oh, definitely. And it yeah. does the way it sort of sows the seeds. So, it, so it's going with, like, the, the daughter is having a go at the mum, Selma Blair. It's, it's really having a go at the, at the mum and, and, and the whole, oh, whatever answers and, and this, that and the other. She steals from a purse. Um it shows Nick Cage and it tells the story of his trans, his beloved Trans Am that's in his garage uh, and what his son does to piss him off regarding that. So it, it's putting in these little things that, you know, subconsciously, we've, as a parent, we've all got them in our head subconsciously, these little things that are said, things that are done that maybe they didn't mean, you know, more than often they didn't mean, but they're in there and, you know, whatever could trigger it off, you know? And if you lose control and you just focus on them, you're thinking, you fucker, I'm going to kill you. And this is what happens to parents worldwide. But it con there's a scene where the, the parents go to pick them up from school, and that's a bit like a zombie outbreak, but it's really good because each parent, like I said, is just concentrating on running after their own kid, which is hilarious and graphic at the same time because they're fucking killing the kids, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's funny the way that it's filmed. Very kinetic, obviously. If you know, you, you know, like Crank and that and Gamer. Really kinetic camera work to it. But then it focuses on the house. So they've got two kids. You know, they've, they've got um, a daughter who's like seventeen, eighteen, that sort of age, um, and a younger son. And it's like it's almost like it turns into like a home invasion. But it's the parents that are invading their own home and trying to kill their two kids. And it is, it is so good, mate, because you've got, on top of everything going on, you've got crazy Nick Cage. You've got Nick Cage, who is going bonkers. You know, like, I mean, like the Wicker Man, the bees and all this kind of shit. You've got him just, <laughs> yeah. like, totally going bonkers Cage, which is always worth watching, no matter what. Um, and again, yeah, as, as a parent, this stuff that happens, this stuff that they say and stuff that they do, you'll be pissing yourself laughing at it and there's tense scenes in it you know there's some really tense scenes in it and then what happens is genius i think all i'm going to say is it, it involves lance henriksen and that's all i'm oh. going to say so yeah your your mate lance. my my mate lance my mate lance who made me a cup of tea who nice. made made me swear not to tell his wife that he was off to the casino again <laughs> <laughs> He was telling me about waking up in the morning with porn on his telly. Oh, <laughs> the stories I've... Actually, I was looking at the, the pictures of me and him the other day, just, just to, you know, humble brag. I was just looking through some of the old pictures uh, after, after we'd watched this, and I thought, oh, I've, I've not seen them for ages. So, yeah, yeah, very, very good, though, Matt. You, you will definitely get a lot out of this. 
Well, I watched the trailer after you mentioned it, and um, that was that was it. It sold it to me. Yeah. Looks amazing. Um, I, I really like Crank. I always thought th- that Crank is the best non-video game video game movie because yeah. it's not based on a video game, but that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like GTA, like, like you know, and I love that. And then Crank Two was even crazier. Yeah. Gamer, I thought I would like more, but it didn't do it for mm-hmm. me. I, I don't know fucking what's his face who we talked about last time he was in it as well. <laughs> and i've not seen the other stuff that he's done but um yeah i, I do, it's just really kind of fast and furious and kinetic isn't yeah. it the, you know the direction but and, the, and the, the trailer to this looked great so but i did have a look for it but you naughty boy i can't watch it yet <laughs> well i could but you know it's one i'm gonna i mean don't get me wrong i know i have got over three thousand physical discs I do, I do buy them. If I like them, I do buy them. I'm not one that will just, you know, pirate every fucking thing. Yeah, I am a yeah. collector of of film. Um, so yeah, this this is all. You know, I'll buy this when it's out on Blu-ray. I'll definitely buy it. I don't think it'll take. I can't imagine it coming to the cinema here, um, but because it came out last year, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so. I can't wait for you to watch it, mate. You will get a lot out of it. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, so my last film then is mm. a film again on Netflix, which I watched. Okay. Uh, fanc- fancied because uh, it stars a lot of the people that were in the raid. Oh, okay. And it's uh, a film I was going to actually suggest for our um, double dip, but you've already seen it, and it is called Headshot. Yes. Uh, from 2016, and so this is the star of the raid and the raid two. Uh, I I'm not going to I'm going to slaughter his name, but I'll go <laughs> pronounce it anyway. Uh, Iko Wa Iko Wa I think that's uh, how it's pronounced. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Bang on that was. Yeah, there you go. And uh, oh, another a good name here, which I like. Uh, Sonny Pang. <laughs> I like his surname Pang. They've got some great um, surnames. Yeah. Wang is um, always a good one. Pang. Um, Dong. There's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the story is, is that uh, uh, he wakes up on a beach uh, with no memory as to how he got there. He's got a, uh, a scar on his head. He took a, a bullet to the head, a headshot. Um, and it's about him kind of remembering who he was and where he came from a bit born identity ish um you know and it, but it's got loads of brutal action i have to say mm. uh, and kick ass you know kind of kung fu and martial arts and, and some great fight scenes and and shootouts and um yeah there's a scene on a bus fucking hell i mean oh, that's, that's a great f- scene yeah full on you know what i mean so it, it's kind of like what you'd expect it's not by the the makers of the people who did the raid from what i understand um just looking at it because it was a it's a welsh guy who did the, directed the, the raid wasn't yeah, it yeah gareth uh, evans if memory serves me right on that yeah one. That, that's it um so but yeah i mean it's brutal it's got an engaging story. Uh, it's violent. Uh, it's got some great action in it. And the way the camera moves in some of the scenes is you, you're right in there. You know yeah. what I mean? When they're, they're having these fights. Um, but, you know, if you want to see a bloke l- literally get his face pummeled to bits, then that's kind of what you're, you look, you're into when you're watching this. Um, it's, a, it's a cracker. I really liked it. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I felt like a felt good like action a blo- film. It I felt is. like a bloke when I watched it. Yeah, it you know? is. You could feel your balls swelling as you were watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's some good recommendations there, I think. I think so too. Yeah, a good mix again as well. Some belters, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, there you it's, go. it's time for the intermission then, I suppose. I was before... going to say, are we going to have a piss? Well, yeah, we always got to. We got to take the, you know, the, let people get the ice creams and and buy their Coca Cola. Oh, uh, I loved your intermission uh, little things that you put in last yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's another intermission time, mate. The way they can go, and if they want to take a toilet break, they they all can and and come back for the double dipping. Oh, I'm a secret lemonade drinker. Oh, it's oh, it's. I'm trying to keep it up, but it's one of those nights. Oh, it's. Hello and welcome back after that lovely intermission. Mm-hmm. Um, probably something retro related, you know, from an old advert, I'm guessing. <laughs> More than likely, get- yeah. Yeah, get to get the um, get the Schweppes, not the Schweppes. The what's it called? Oh, R Whites. R Whites. Yes, get that on the go. Yeah. Um, anyway, it might not be because whatever you whatever you editing will be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yes, our, our regular double dip feature. So for anybody who's new and doesn't know what what this is, um, we basically pick a film or a documentary or a TV show that neither of us have seen uh, or either of us have, sh- have seen, I should say, and um, and we watch it for the first time and then we talk about it on the show and we give it a thumbs up or down, decide whether or not we would recommend people the people watch it. Mm. And this time around, there's the, it was the both shows uh, or films were on Netflix. Yeah. Because Netflix seems to be taking over the world for their own content and stuff like that at the moment. <laughs> um, I read something today that Sky apparently are going to look into do it, getting into this business as well um, to try and entice people to take up their subscriptions. Oh. Um, be interesting to see how this goes because I mean Netflix seems well they seem to have an unlimited amount of money. Uh, yeah. You know. Although Amazon so, are catching them up, I think. Yeah, Amazon are, are obviously they've been dipping their toe in the in this kind of water. So, so anyway, I um, suggested because I'd heard some good things about it from a few people that we watch The Foreigner, uh, directed by Martin Campbell, of uh, who helped to bring back the uh, Bond series with Goldeneye in 1995, and then in 2005 with Casino Royale, you know, kind of helped to bring those franchises back, I guess. Um, a good director, I like, he's made some good films. Um, I, I love the um, Mask of Zorro, you seen that one? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Antonio Banderas That's and Catherine... Film. Catherine Zeta-Jones, um, and a film which probably not many people have seen, but I like, before we did Goldeneye, called No Escape, uh, with oh, Ray Liotta. Classic. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah. He also directed, um, back in the mid-'80s, Edge of Darkness, which was a TV series, and then he di- directed the movie version with Mel Gibson in 2010. Oh. Um, so he has made a, 
a few, a couple of shit films. Mm. I, I mean, the Green, Green Lantern, I didn't care for. Oh, I no, that I was, didn't like that, no. That was shit, too much CG, bollocks. Yeah. Um, I've not seen it, but apparently Vertical Limit's not supposed to be very good. Um, but generally speaking, I think he's made some good films. He's getting yeah. on a bit. He's in his 70s. Oh, um, bloody hell. So, yeah, directed by Martin Campbell, um, starring Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan are the two main actors I think a lot, a lot of people would have heard of. Um, let's just have a little look at the Metacritic for this. Uh, it's got a f- an average rating of 55 um, based on 23 critics. Just pick a good one here. Entertainment Weekly. Um, Chan has a bit of Clint Eastwood's unforgiven aura about him here with the, co- uh, with the costs of his violent life visible in the weary lines of his face. I'm not sure anyone has plans to turn this into a franchise, but I certainly want to see more that, from this Chan. chan Chanessence. I like what they did there. Instead of re- renaissance, they put ch- chanessance. <laughs> bit racist. Um, <laughs> um, Rolling Stone say, Campbell keeps the action cooking and the suspense on a high burner in this compulsively watchable conspiracy thriller with the foreigner, whilst the fr- foreigner proves again that Chan is the man now and forever. And then some of the shites ones. Uh, RogerEbert.com uh said this turgid revenge thriller uh is an all-around lousy movie to the point i guess mm-hmm. um the new york times mr chan is in his early 60s and he doesn't deliver the action pizzazz here that he used to that's because he's in his fucking 60s exactly yeah um nor frankly does he summon enough gravitas to be persuasive in the role of a grief maddened father for what it's worth mr brosnan as Quan's nemesis sells the angry all the time requirement for his character. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the story goes, uh, I will just read the blurb from um, IMDb. A humble businessman with a buried past seeks justice when his daughter is killed in an act of terrorism. A cat and mouse conflict ensues with a government official whose past may hold clues to the killer's identities. So Jackie Chan plays the father and uh, Pierce Brosnan plays an IRA sympathizer, would you say, like a Martin McGuinness kind of type Mm -hmm. character who was once part of the IRA but then has helped to bring peace in quotation marks uh between the uk and ireland and you know all that kind of bollocks uh, <laughs> well all that peace bollocks all that peace Who bollocks that? <laughs> kill everybody kill them yeah. all <laughs> so uh yeah it, it, you don't tend to see like with this i think i don't know if they did on in empire but with stuff that's just on netflix like um, uh Sorry, yeah, on the cinema. Empire don't tend to review them or, or Total Film. I, don't, I haven't seen any reviews from the, the traditional places that I'd go to to yeah. look for. It's been more word of mouth that I've heard about this. Um, yeah, I haven't seen anything by it at all until you said. Mm. So, um, I, well, uh, go on then. So go, give us your take on it. It, it. This was your first viewing. What, what did you think? Uh I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, I thought, I mean, bloody hell, Jackie Chan had it rough, didn't he? It, because his his daughter gets blown up in a bomb, and then you hear what happened to his other two daughters earlier on with these and his big, wife yeah. and his wife. 
it's just you know his whole family's been killed in horrible circumstances because his wife and his daughters it was to do with it was pirates somewhere wasn't it mm-hmm. um, killed and raped I killed think. killed and raped um, <laughs> in that order and yes then, yeah, <laughs> never good uh, I th- I thought he was he played a really sympathetic character uh, I th- I thought he was great in it when when you read that review that you know you can't really buy into him. I thought he was good, and I think because of his, his age now and that linking it to like Eastwood in Unforgiven, and I think, I think they're exactly the same age. I think I, I may be wrong on this, but I think Jackie Chan's sixty three now, and Clint Eastwood was about sixty three when he made Unforgiven. So there's that sort of parallel there. Um, I love the fact that obviously because he's older, and there are some fight scenes in it, but they're not the really over the top. Jackie Chan fight scenes from years past, which mm. is good because it grounds it in a little bit more reality. Uh, and the fact that his age, and you can see in some of the stuff that he does, you can say, oh, that's a stunt double. You know, whereas in the past, it would have been him that did all all of it. You know, you can see the joins now and again. And I've got no problem with that whatsoever. No, um, no I thought he was, he was very believable in it. And, you know, you could sort of feel his pain from what he's, he's going through. And there was nothing... There was nothing outrageously over the top that you think, oh, that couldn't happen. I think everything was quite believable. Um, it was, it was. There was a few shocking bits in it. He does go a bit Rambo in one bit in the woods and yes, he sets up a load of traps. And there's bits, you know, where like wooden spikes go through somebody's foot, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, that's like, that's that's gonna hurt. Uh, there were some really good bits like that. Uh, I think the action was well paced all the way through it. But again, without going crazy over the top action, it was it was like hard hitting action, wasn't it? You know, it, mm. was, it was like gritty and, and, and the fights were more, you know, rough and tumble rather than outrageous. He does use a chair, but if he uses a chair, he's just going to twat somebody over the head with it and then maybe pull a leg from underneath them without doing a shitload of fancy stuff that he would have done, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that the the story rolled along. I thought Pierce Brosnan was really good in it. Um, it was it was like the, I was trying to find the drinking game in in the films, and the one in this one is yeah, have a whiskey whenever anybody in in the film has a whiskey, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll be pretty pissed by the end of it. I'm sure they were like they were sponsored by some whiskey firm in it. Uh, yeah, there was never a dull moment in it for me. I thoroughly enjoyed like every minute of it, and you bought into every character. Some good twists in it, some good action in it. Uh, I was satisfied with the ending of it. Yeah, it's good all round. I can't really. I was trying to think of any sort of faults with it. I can't really fault it. It was just you know, it was a really enjoyable film that ticked every box that I normally you know try to tick off when I'm watching something. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it was, it's a thumbs up for me. I, I really enjoyed it too. Um, the story's a little bit rambling on occasions. You know, there's there's plots and subplots, and you know when Jackie Chan's not in, it kind of loses its it it's kind of you know pace a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because there's there's a little subplot about uh, a, a, a sub IRA uh, group that are setting off bombs that mm. uh, Pierce Brosnan. Um, you know, isn't aware of and and about his wife and his cousin and yeah. you know all all that kind of stuff. So when that's kind of going on, it was still you know entertaining, but it kind of when Jackie Chan's not on screen, it kind of yeah, it you know it, it just dips that that little bit. Not that I was reaching for my phone, but you know just kind of you know 
but yeah i have to say i mean what the, the that review said about you know jackie chan sort of not buying into the gravitas and everything all that i thought i mean that's but for me bollocks I, I thought he was really good but particularly in the early scenes i thought he was he was i was quite you know quite affected by yeah. him and his performance and his portrayal and his you know his grief and uh you know i i was really like that and I mean, I've liked Jackie Chan for for a long time. You know, when I first saw him in, I think it was Cannibal Run, um, all those years ago. You know, mm-hmm. and then I watched a lot of his uh, Asian films, and an incredible, you know, martial artist. You know, but the thing that the, the difference between say him and uh, Bruce Lee was that he brought like comedy to the role. You know, yeah, um, and he loved the the sort of like the. Tina referenced him in one of her reviews about Chaplin the other day. Harold Lloyd. Yeah. You know, the uh, he loved Harold Lloyd, so he'd bring a lot of that to his uh, to his films, you know, that kind of physical slapstick kind of almost, you know. And, and it was him doing the stunts in the early days. There's no question about it. And it was only until I saw Rush Hour. I can't believe Rush Hour is 20 years old. Fuck Bloody me. Hell. That, that's one of the first films I bought on blue uh, DVD when DVD came out was Rush Hour. Um, so, but you could tell in Rush Hour that he didn't, he started to not, not do a lot of his own stunts, but then when he, uh, so anyway, he kind of, you know, went through a bit of a, a resurgence in his career in the late nineties or two thousands, particularly in America. Cause hmm. uh, he, he, I think he tried to break America, but it didn't work as, as well as, you know, he'd wanted, you know, he kept trying and trying, but I think Rush Hour was the film that kind of got him over the line. And then um, Shanghai noon, you know, with, you know, he, he plays a character called Chon Wang or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so then anyway, it was only until I saw him again in the karate kid uh, in 2010 when I thought fuck me Jackie Chan looks like he's getting on a bit now he looks yeah. like quite old but he was brilliant in that I thought you know and I was a bit sceptical of it because you know I liked the original Karate Kid but I liked it you know as remakes go or reimagining whatever you want to call them I, I really liked it you know and I thought cause mainly for him you know Pat um, what's his name Pat Moriarty Nari- is it Moriarty uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it? I was going to say Pat Narika, but I, I could be wrong. Anyway, people know who you are. original. both wrong. <laughs> yeah, the original Mr. Miyagi. Yes. Um, but Jackie Chan did a, a good job, I thought. He was really good. Um, but again, in this, you think, God, Jackie Chan's getting on a bit. But he's just got that, that he, you know, the lines on his face. Because you always yeah. think Jackie Chan, he's got a smile that just yeah. lights up the screen, you know. He's got like this but hound he, dog expression now, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, but I thought it was really good. Um, you know, like Pierce Brosnan does the, the sort of the, the shouty Irishman. What do hmm. you think of his accent? It's all right. I, I think it fluctuated a few times because yeah. I think it, sometimes he went from like extreme Irish to then now and again just like, you know, James Bond, Pierce Brosnan, almost. Mm. Yeah, because he's Irish, isn't he? He is Irish. Yeah, yeah. But you know. You wouldn't um, think it from watching Remington Steel or, hmm. you know, James Bond, I guess. But no, I liked it. Thumbs up for me, definitely. Definitely thumbs up for me, yeah. It was a, a very nice surprise, this one. Mm. Uh, my pick. Uh, go on. Oh, right. Okay, so the, the, obviously the last, I'm saying obviously, 
Ob- yeah, obviously, because everybody listened to the last entertainment show, didn't they? Obviously, they obviously, to it. obviously. Particularly, um, Mister Mister Tone, uh, who took the time <laughs> to send us a yes. scathing review, scathing <laughs> letter, <laughs> some some constructive criticism that we have taken on board uh, and used in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I picked that Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, so I've stayed with comedy horror. But instead of going with uh, zombies, I've gone for Evil Incarnate with mm. Little Evil. Um, yeah, so I'll read the IMDb, which is Gary, uh, who is Adam Scott, who is in, well, he's in Parks and Recs that we're still ploughing through, me and Tina. That's who, what I associate him with now because we've watched we watched episode 100 of it a few days ago. Really? Yeah, and we've watched about another half dozen episodes since then. I think we've got about six episodes of season six left, and then we've got the final season seven to go with. Um, anyway, I digress. Gary, who has just married Samantha, the woman of his dreams, discovers that her six-year-old son may be the Antichrist. So he's mm-hmm. the stepdad coming into this family. She's got the six-year-old kid. <laughs> and the way that he looks is like proper Damien from The Omen. Omen. Including yeah. the hat and everything, it was hilarious when he first appears. You know the, the the way that he's dressed and the way that he looks is like shit. So then he's got his suspicions that you know he he might be the Antichrist. He just might be. Um, Lucas is the son's name, uh, and then things sort of escalate where Lucas ends up burying Gary, puts him like in this big wooden box, and buries him in the back garden. Uh, so then he knows, yeah, he's trying to kill me. So apparently there's been other uh, men in Samantha's life that have tried to take over the role. You know, I've, I've stepped out to Lucas. Horrible things have happened to them. Gary finds out about this. Uh, and then it just all escalates of, of like, he sort of starts seeing things. And then you see, like, Gary flexing his evil powers <laughs> in all sorts of different ways. Um, but then in like true, you know, American tradition, things turn around and it does all end happily. Now, I love the premise for this mm. of like, oh, my, this this is going to be amazing. Right. For me, mate, it sort of it hit sort of the halfway point and then went downhill. It, it sort of lost the plot a bit for me. I would have rather have it carried on. I'd rather it have been a film of him being terrorised by this little kid and trying to convince people that this was the Antichrist mm-hmm. rather than them sort of making this slowly getting a bond together and then becoming a happy family. It For me, it seems sort of like, you know, the cliche of a film with two halves. It went from one thing to another. It didn't... I, mean, I think it's because it didn't stop to what I wanted it to be and it went off in a direction that sort of lost me. Um what did you did what did you think i mean i love the beginning of it we were in hysterics watching it but, yeah but then we did it's not that we lost interest it's just that we thought oh here we go this is going to happen now it's going to be the happy ending despite there being some really good scenes in it which mm. gives the a, a comedy twist on you know like the the omen antichrist stuff that we're all familiar with it was just it just sort of got a bit Ugh. In the latter half, did, did the same happen to you, or did it hold your attention all the way through? Or 
I think we're we're on the same page um, because I watched. I sat down and watched this with Kay um, because it, with it being a comedy, you know, even though it's a horror, you know, and she's not really massive horror. It's not a horror. Mm. It's you know no, what I mean. No. It's it's. Um, so the positives. I mean, I love. Uh, say love. I like uh, Evangeline Lilly. Uh, you know, I've, I've liked her since I, I watched Lost. She's a very attractive person. Mm-hmm. So anything that she's in, I do, I do quite. You know, she's quite a watchable. Not in terms of acting ability, but I just like looking at her. Uh, sorry, it's <laughs> very chauvinistic of me to say, but I don't care. Um, I mean, the thing that that made me want to watch Lost was the thought of her being in a bikini, and it did happen quite a lot. Which oh, you know, there you go then. Isn't that a bad thing? And and that's not just me saying that, because I think in the first episode of Lost, there is a scene where the camera lingers on her standing in water wearing a bikini. So, you know what? That's it. I don't care. That's that's sold me on her. Um, You know, uh, but anyway, yeah, I like the premise, but it just kind of fizzled out for me. And if we're going on the whole commode laugh test thingy, I'd probably laugh, laugh maybe three or four times mm. maybe max do you know what i mean yeah and, and it, was, it wasn't like a belly laugh it was more of a chuckle than a kind of like a proper you know good guffaw kind of yeah. thing you know when I, when I was actually laughing properly with it um so it's a shame because i think i wanted a bit more out of it but mm. it, you know it's it's only it's an hour and a half so it doesn't sort of like outstay its welcome particularly but it just sort of mm, yeah i think like you said i was probably more so looking for that you know easy or isn't he an yeah. evil little kid and you know getting and, away and, with it all the time <clears throat> you know and, and only gary can see what's going on and he's sort of being tortured by it and yeah yeah i'd I mean, love like, more of that i like the the whole kind of um whether he has to go to counseling and they all talk about what the kids do you know yeah. to, and and uh i think one of them's describing like he, he, he takes a shit in a in like a, a drawer you know full of clothes and he said he was watching he was looking in the mirror looking at me while he was doing it you know and i thought yeah that you know and then he says you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go and take a shit in that kid's bag <laughs> yeah I thought, that's, that's funny you know what i mean um but the director of this he directed Eli Craig. He directed a film which I've not watched, but I have heard is good. You've probably watched it, uh, called Tucker and Dale mm. versus Evil. It is brilliant. It is really, really good. See, I've heard that it's very good. It is and it fantastic, kind of, mate. Yeah. It kind of made me want to watch that because yeah. I'd heard it was good. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, watch um, that. But yeah disappointing i suppose i'd say mm. to sum it up it was i wanted more from it it wasn't horrible it wasn't the worst you know it wasn't no, a bad film no, it but it just very meh you know what i mean yeah yeah that's it and it's you know i know you hate thumbs in the middle so i'm not going to do that and it's definitely not good enough for a thumbs up so it would no it would have to I was, be thumbs I, down i was i was yeah i was thinking about this the other day you know like you say it was just a very meh film yeah. but i don't want to i can't break my own you know kind of tradition or whatever so it, it unfortunately is a thumbs down yeah um so but uh metacritic there's hardly anything there's only one critic review and that's from the verge what the fuck that is um and they liked it they said scott and everest are terrific in handling material that demands seriousness and silliness by turns mm. and the movie does enough well that it, its flaws are tolerable if not necessarily overlookable uh it's a charming way of ringing in the halloween season i, I don't know about you but are you finding that a lot i mean i haven't watched all of them but you know these netflix kind of productions so we watched bright the other month didn't we yeah. and now this are you finding that some of them are just very meh 
and the TV seems to be yeah. the TV stuff seems to be better than the movie stuff. Yeah, I am. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we'll see. Well, but there you go. We completely agreed on them both, didn't we? I know. That's pretty. And good. we had pretty much same thoughts about them. You know? Yeah. So. Um, we have got, before we finish... A, Excuse uh, me, I knew you wanted to come out towards the end. I'm sorry. Oh, I have been, I'm sure people have heard me sort of sipping away all the way through the show, and I thought, bloody hell, I've done well. I haven't belched. And that that was the end of the can that I took, and then I, I couldn't hold it back any longer. You know what? I went for a piss earlier on uh, during the break. Not that people wanted that list. Um, but uh, I thought, you know what? Dave's done really well. He hasn't burped once. He said he was going to burp loads. Yeah, um, and that was very subdued. The normally just, you know, they clear the room, but that was all right. So <laughs> that was quite a good one. I like that. <laughs> so these questions are from Cybull. Oh, yeah, we Steve. tweeted out, didn't we, early on today? Yes, yes, yes. So Stephen Bull, he uh, sent us a couple of questions. If you had only one theatre ticket mm-hmm. for the year, what film would you save it for? Um, so there can only be one for me. Yeah, I can guess what yours will be. Go on. Uh, so, is it, I mean, there's a few that I'd like to watch this year. Um, I have to say, going to the cinema is a treat for me these days, because obviously with the kids, it's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I suppose, it, yeah, it, it, when you put it in those terms, I mean, the Avengers is coming, um, you know, even though I'm off the Marvel train a little bit, I'm still intrigued to see where that, what happens with that. Uh, the Predator, I'd be intrigued to see what happens yeah, with that. You know, yeah, yeah. Shane Black directing, um, Sicario 2. Mm-hmm. Um, with Benicio del Toro, I mean, because he was probably one of the best things in in an already great film. Yeah. Um, the new Mission Impossible's are always entertaining. Yes. Equalizer Two was a belt. The first one was a belt. Yeah. Deadpool Two, mm-hmm. um, the Han Solo movie, um, and Ready Player One. You know, so those That's are, some good stuff. You know, it's good stuff. But I think for me, it's got to be Creed Two. Oh, well played. Of um, course. Because I love the first one, yeah. and and we both I just cried see... every time. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And I just want to <clears throat> see what happens with the series. You know, there's talk of obviously it's going to feature um, Ivan Drago's son, uh, which sounds a bit goofy, I have to say. But mm. at the same time, they pulled it off with um, Creed and yeah. Stallone's directing this, so he's not now though. No, he isn't. Oh, is he? No, no, he's passed it. I forget the name of the guy that's directing it now, but no, Stallone's passed on directing it. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wonder why that was. Yeah. Mm. Still going to be in it, obviously. Oh yeah. But yeah, there I'm looking go. forward to that. And Drago himself is going to be in it. Dolph. Be, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if they can do what. I mean, Stallone. We we've always said, you know, is a good actor. But it'd be interesting to see if they. I mean, Dolph's not known for his acting chops, is he really? No. Uh, what, what he does to this, whether they, he does a, a sort of a weary boxer you know yeah that was was used and abused by the the russian government <laughs> and roided up to the fucking oh that's it heavens yeah, yeah i wonder if somewhere. he's he'll talk about he, i wonder if he'll talk about his testicles shrinking and, <laughs> you know it could be that one of the extras on the blu-ray when it comes out it's just yeah, yeah. drago's danglers his little yes. tiny pips <laughs> <laughs> and then the second question cheeky second question if you could get a refund for one film you saw at the cinema last year what would it be oh, well you know what I'm really picky when I go to the cinema as like 
you are because you said you know you don't go too much you really think about what you've got to what you're going to watch so normally pick something i know that really looking forward to really want to watch and i'd have to say and it's not going to be popular this because i went with tina and because it was the sequel to tina's favorite film i know what's coming yeah blade runner 2049 i got so bored watching that i and i've never walked out of a cinema never never will do but i I did get sort of bored and my concentration was going and yeah so i guess it would be that for me wow Mm. see for me again i can't say cinema because I, I can't remember, I, I only went probably a handful of times last year. So, um, but if I had to pick a film, it would be Gods of Egypt. Because um, <laughs> that, that, that was fucking awful. That was bad. That was really poor. Yeah. Um, old Solidaire, uh, Steve, uh, contributed to the, the podcast and the the who did a fantastic show, I have to say, with his last soundcheck mm. show. I was fucking dancing Motown in the car. soundcheck. Yeah, listening to that was brilliant. Um, and writer of reviews for the site. He asked, have you seen my car keys? Nobody had, had they? Nobody, nobody so, had seen them. I didn't know he got a boat, you know. Yeah. Apparently he's got a boat. He's, he's, he's probably got, that we don't know about, I bet he's got a private jet as well. you're paying him too much that's it I have to reduce his bloody wages and finally uh, Mr Gubbins 1969 uh, who's a lovely guy and a a great supporter of the show it's his birthday today it's a happy birthday birthday. Uh, he asked um, question just popped into my head what has been either uh, of your two favourite moments that has happened as a direct result of being podcasters Groupies. It's all the groupies. Podcast yeah, it's all groupies. the blowjobs. Blow <laughs> all the fluffing. <laughs> that's just Dave. <laughs> that's, a... that's, that's how Dave got me on this podcast. He says, if you come on, please come on, and I'll give you a blowjob. <laughs> so I thought, well, why not? Why yeah. not? Oh. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did get a bit offended when you didn't stop playing football manager, though. You know, you just sat in you still sat there with your phone well, you, you have to work hard to get my attention <sighs> didn't even look into my eyes <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't know what oh that's as a direct result of podcasting I don't know what would you say what would you say um well one I'd say would be doing the same coin I have to say I had a great five years doing that it was uh a bit I, I I genuinely I always say this I have not laughed as much um, you know as I, I as I have doing that show we had a great laugh we had a great chemistry and it was just brilliant you know the, the whole five years were fantastic can't say that a bad word about doing that and then secondly I think um, you know and it sounds really sappy and and uh, cheesy to say it but obviously doing this show writing the reviews I'm so proud of the website and I know it's not really answering the question because it's not really as a direct result of podcasting but it kind of is is that I just love I love doing this and doing the website um, writing reviews doing videos um, speaking to people interviewing people and I think it's the sort of the connection that you have with the audience a lot of the time mm. And the, the bond that you build up with other shows and podcasts. I mean, you know, become quite good friends with Jerry. Um, he's, this is, I think, that's his third mention on the show. So I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Uh, you know, getting to talk to Jerry occasionally. Um, you know, it, it's just great. You know, and I think I remember when you started 80s Picture House and 
we um, shared tweets occasionally. Mm. I think one of the first tweets that we ever shared was um, – I said I was going to watch the Punisher, the Dolph Lundgren version, because yeah. I got I just got a German DVD copy of it, because um, it for some reason it's, it wasn't available over here for some reason, um, and I said oh I wonder if it holds up, and I think you tweeted back to me saying no it, it doesn't, and then that led me to to sort of find out that you 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 know we're doing eighties picture house, and I think we've become quite good friends, haven't we? Obviously I've met you and Tina, oh, and yeah. it's lovely, you know. So that's probably that's yeah. probably a, a result of, you know, obviously podcasting and yeah, I think it's the people, you know, the people that we've we've come to meet and then you know now regard as friends and the whole experience of of podcasting and and sort of the podcast community as well is really good. And then, like you said, you know, we've we keep expanding the website and we we all love writing articles for that and reviews and putting the shows on there and, and adding to it it's yeah it just you know it is time consuming and it is hard work at times but it's it's something that you look forward to isn't it you know like yeah. tonight you know you started off by saying you were excited about recording tonight and looking forward to it so you know despite all all of you know the expense and the time and the work and that it's, it's fun you know and it's it's got us in touch with loads of people as well which is always nice yeah yeah and we get loads of free shit as well. Yeah, it gives the free <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, do you remember when we first started and um, we got sent a, a load of scratchings to sample? And oh, talk yeah, about all the pork scratchings and the snacks and stuff. Crazy. Oh, stuff we get in the post. Yeah. I, I want free postman. condoms. Not, not that I get to use them. <laughs> you just want them. <laughs> yeah, just the thought, just the chance of using them. Yeah, yeah. just at the there in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm dreading that time when, um, uh, like, because I'm sure we can all remember that that time uh, when you you're looking through your mom and dad's drawers and you come up across a packet of of Johnny's, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, this has got a nice foil look about it. Oh, what flavour chewing this? gum is this? What's this? Um, yeah, and, uh, and so Lucy will be going through our. Well, she'll find a few other things as well. Yeah, that, that'll be it then, Daddy. That, bu- that buzz and rattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, right. I'm, I'm going to shock you. Now. You know, when you said to me earlier, you sat down about the documentary. Uh, yes. I'm going to ask you, mate. Are you sat down? Cause, because you need to be. I, I am. Are you going to propose to me? You always turn me down. You're gonna. You're not gonna come out as, uh, uh, you know, come out, are you? <laughs> not that there'd be anything wrong with that, but <laughs> you know, there's a time and a place. There is. No, I'll save that one for. Uh... Okay. You're not. You're not going to turn into a woman, are you? <laughs> have you? Have you cock off? <laughs> <laughs> well, I found my breasts are getting bigger by the year. It's. Getting... <laughs> <laughs> um. This will shock you, actually, genuinely shock you. Um, On the 11th of December last year, we had an iTunes review. (gasps) Our only one of 2017. We had one iTunes review in October 2016, and we had one iTunes review. We had an annual iTunes review on the 11th of December 2017. Uh, Five stars. No way. With the title, Fantastic. And it reads, 
fantastic podcast. It covers everything. Games, music and films. Includes interviews with actors, directors, musicians. And the female host is so professional and wonderful. I wish I could be just like her. And it's from somebody called Tina is Welsh. Well, well, well. I wonder who that could be. Really? Mm. Oh, my God. Let's have a look at this. Tina is Welsh. What's T- what, what has Tina is Welsh reviewed as well? Oh, funny this. There's also a review for the 80s Picture House as well. Oh, from June 2012. <laughs> yes. And something called Hollywood Babylon. Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith. When was that? Bloody hell, that was uh, October 2010 that she wrote that one. Wow. Bloody hell. Well, thank you, Tina, as well, whoever you are. Yes, whoever you are. Thank you for that five-star review. Well, let's face it, there are other Welsh people called Tina of in course. Wales, other, other than your Tina. Of course. Aren't they? Or yeah. our Tina, shall I call her. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was going to say? Well, if that's the case... Yeah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to leave. Oh, no, I've already done it. You've already done it. I'll leave, I'll leave a review. But I did one in 2015. Yeah, I need to leave one. I haven't left one for us yet. I think you should. Yeah. Somebody's left one um, with the name of, uh, or the title, Fingering Snow White. Yeah. That was in, two, that was in 2015. Yeah, that was when we were talking about um, The Wolf Among Us. Bloody hell. Yeah. Mm. yeah, there was some fingering of Snow White going on in that game. Fantastic. <laughs> um, right then, website. Uh, there's been changes to the website. We've talked about like the search thing going in. Uh, there is now the, the you can see you can see your your latest YouTube video that you've done on there as well. My latest opus. Do you want to tell people about the YouTube channel, mate? What you've been putting on there? Um, yeah, every Monday I put I do a little retro video review of a, a game. Um, sorry, I burped then. And uh, yeah, the, the, it's growing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's it's we've only started at the beginning of the year. Oh god, yeah, it's, new, it's still early days. So um, yeah, I mean, I plan to do one every week for the rest of the year. That that's my little challenge to myself. It's not like I've got anything else to do in my fucking life. You know, I've got kids and a, <laughs> a wife and a other hobbies. <laughs> A job, yeah. So, but you know what? It's it's good fun, and I do enjoy them. So there's uh, four videos at the moment, and the fifth one will be released on Monday. And just so for people who are listening to the show, it's going to be Lethal Weapon on the Super Nintendo. I thought I'll carry on with the the uh, movie tie-in theme, uh, but next month I'm going to move on to another theme. So I'm going to do a month full of. Uh, I think I might do comic um, comic video games oh, you know comic good. book video games yeah. for a month and then i'll move on to something else you know like driving games or whatever so yeah by the end of the year there'll be well at least 52 videos on there that's good mm. i could do them more regularly but i like to write else do like a little write-up mm. review as well um for the website because i like i think it's a nice compliment a compliment you know it's essentially i'm writing down what i what i say on but you know not as long yeah, so. and with not as many. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck, I've just <laughs> yeah. died. You bastard. You cheat him to hats. There is a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of that with Lethal Weapon, I have to say. I'm so. looking forward to that. I am looking mm. forward to that. Um, yeah, so we have mentioned the website, and yeah, we, we keep saying people go there because there's loads of stuff on there, like we talked about with the films. If 
um, you know, you like the recommendations we give on this. There's loads of stuff on there, and you know, we just go and read the reviews, and we review some stuff that's shit. If it's shit, we'll tell you it's shit. I I did a review. I think it was L.A. Vengeance with bloody Bruce Willis. God damn, that was oh, awful. That looks shite. Oh, I watched a shit film today that I'll write the review <laughs> of as well over the weekend. That oh my god, that was boring as fuck. So called action film. Well, you're right. They've got a 90 minute film, and you're setting up this this bit of like obvious exposition where they're setting up the main guy that is about to take his um, second black belt. You know. It's hard as fuck. Oh yeah, he's going to take his second black belt. You go. Oh, here you go. It's going to be some good fighting in this. Fuck all. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. It was like, oh god, it was boring. So yeah, we say we say it like it is. <laughs> so please, yeah, go to the go to the website and read all the reviews of music and movies and and video games and um, the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that so you don't miss out on anything that we put on there. Uh, and it is 60minuteswith.co.uk. Contact us form on there. Uh, send us an email. Send us an email. Ask us a question for the next entertainment show. Um, you don't listen on iTunes? Give us a review. Just, it, do you like it? Do you not like it? If you think it's shit, why are you listening to us then if you think it's shit? But if you do, let us know that you think it's shit. Just get in touch with us because we like that. Mm. Mm. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 60 Minutes With. We've had, I don't know, we're like in month five or six where there's constantly been a competition running on Twitter, which mm -hmm. is ridiculous. The next, uh, we've got a competition running at the moment um, where we're giving away three copies of a film, I think. Um, the next one, the next competition, it's another bumper one, mate. I'm not going to say anything else. That, oh, it's a biggie. It's a biggie. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, 60 Minutes With, Weird and Wonderful Photographs. Uh, yeah, I found some more great album covers. There's just stuff, odd and bizarre stuff that goes on there, as well as when we put a new review and, and a few other stuff. So follow us on there. You're going to get something different if you follow us on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, website, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You're going to get something different from all of them. Yeah. Yeah, well worth, well worth all of them. Um, that's it. We were we were still we were quite lengthy, mate. We still got a bit of length. I'm just looking at the I time know. now. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a a shorter one. Yeah, but we we end up fucking talk banging on a bit, don't we? We still. do, don't we? So we got length we, and girth in this one, mate. We we provide um, you know, a, a lovely free bit of entertainment. Yeah. To keep people, it's like like you said, it's it's a monthly show, so you know. Listen to it. Take it. Take a month to listen to it. Yeah, take your time. Listen, to, listen to ten minutes every day. Yeah, there's no rush. And then you know all these recommendations that we've given you. Go out and watch them. Now they know, thanks to Tony, where they can go and watch them as well. Yeah, so that's always good. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Yeah, keep your big nose out of it next time. <laughs> 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 How dare you give us constructive criticism? Yes, but it's actually very good. Yes, <laughs> damn you! Uh, right then, mate. What does the evening hold for you now? Uh, well, it's quarter to eleven, so mm. I think I might go and have a cup of tea, yeah. uh, and wait for the wife to go to bed and possibly treat myself to a nice toss. Nice. Okay. And uh, I might watch. Actually, I might watch um, a couple of episodes of Black Mirror. Oh, do it! Yeah. Send me a message, let me know what you think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, so I'm going to go downstairs. Um, Tina is having a meal out with friends, so I'm taxiing later. So I think I might uh, just get on the switch for a little bit until I have to go and pick them up. Very nice. What are you play? What are you going to play? Oh, I don't know. I got today because it was a tenor, um, and my son kept banging on about me, onto me about it. Stardew Valley, because they like got some multiplayer coming in, and he was telling me all about this. So I, I had an hour on it earlier, and it was all yeah. right actually. It's not normally the type of game that I'll play. Yeah, but go into it. But I, you know, one that I keep going into, and it's oh, I've forgotten the bloody name. And the reason I bought it was because of your review, your end of year review, and it was the one that's a bit like Wipeout. Oh, racing R RMX, that's fast it. racing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I took that when I took the switch to see my son, and he got hooked on it. So yeah, he wants to buy that next. That's a good, it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I... and it's nice and quick. You know, you do a few races, so I might yeah, I might have a blast on that one. Yeah, um, what I was going to say, um, Adam from the same coin, um, he, he loved uh, Stardew Valley. I think he's played over 90 hours of it easily. Oh, shit. So there you go. All right, yeah. I will let you know, maybe on the next entertainment show, because I don't think there's sort of an end to that. I don't think you can no. like complete the game, can you? No, it, it, it's not for me, I have to say. Oh. I'm just... You know, I, I, I've heard good things, but uh, no, yeah. I've got, got other things to keep me entertained. I'm yeah. still trying to get back into the fucking Witcher, for God's sake. So. <laughs> right then, should we bugger off? Yeah. Okay then. All right then. Well, All right. thanks thanks to everybody for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed yeah. uh, enjoyed the show and enjoy watching what we've recommended. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's the end. What do we say? I'm getting... I'm sorry. How do I finish this now? Apart from goodbye. Could do that. That'll do. Uh, <laughs> Beats mine, that's for sure. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. That's all you can say. Yes. F fuck off. Yes. That's go it. away. We want. We want to finish now. <laughs> it's like, no, you hang up. Oh, no. no, no, you hang up. No, you. He's and then silence. He's still there. Yeah. He's still there. <laughs> <laughs> No go. <laughs> yeah. All right then. Okay. Right. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you? Oh, very well. Well, this is nice and clear. That's a lot better than last night. Hang on. Let me turn you up. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Loud and clear. Marvellous. Loud and clear. How are, you, how are you? Are you okay? Yes, fine. Thanks, mate. Good, good. Yeah. Did you did you like my pissy it message? Was, it was a nice, nice pissy water sports <laughs> welcome. It came through a lot better than I expected, I must admit. Uh, what the sound file or your piss? <laughs> the, the, the sound. I've listened back to it a couple of times. And that's cool. A couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. hearing yourself pee once just it isn't enough. <laughs> it, could, it could have been worse. I could have been taking a dump. Oh I guess. God! Yeah, you could have been doing a, a number three, which is both at once, isn't it? Yes, yes, I could. Yeah, you like the, hearing the, like the the shite splashing into the water. <laughs> 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 oh dear. 
right. I, I have my tabs too. I'm just looking at my tabs. Tweak your tabs. And I've been tweaking them, mate. They are fully tweaked. Good tweaking nipples mm. as well. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's yeah. That's uh, standard. That, yeah, that's a given. Just before recording. Uh, it's just here. Uh, so, but I sound okay on your end, and you always sound good on my end, mate. <laughs> that's all right because it's all right because um, I don't know why I'm getting a bit of f- f- like a bit of feedback, a bit of really. Ooh. Yeah, it's on my end. I mean, it, it sounds okay on yours. It's sure it's fine, but uh, yeah, you sound you sound really clear, mate. Good. Oh, that's fine. Fuck it then. Well, as long as it sounds all right on your end. I mean, you do too, but uh, yeah, it's fucking Skype, isn't it, wanker? Yeah. Well, I record us both uh, through call recorder, and then which is like obviously comes through the headset, and then I record me separately through my my posh microphone. And you that's through. Sick. Sexy bastard. <laughs> so then I delete my Skype track and um, insert me through this microphone oh, when I do the edit. Love it. Are you recording now? Yeah, of course I am. As soon as I, oh. as soon as you get the, you answer. It's, uh, yeah, it's all there, mate. What are you wearing? <laughs> just, just a smile. Ah, it's alright because uh, that, that sounded a little bit creepy. Not, not well. Obviously, the what are you wearing sounded creepy. <laughs> but uh, the sort of like, are you recording me now? It's like, oh. 